In lane number one, it's Robbie Miranda. Next to him, in lane number two, Jamie Staff. In lane number three, Travis Turrison. The wind's starting to pick up. People thinking about that, I'm sure, at the starting gate, including Justin Lafredo in lane number four. In lane number five, Robert DeVilde. In lane number six, Scott Yokolet. In lane number seven, Tomas Allier. In lane number eight, specialized team rider Brian Smith. Okay, Robert, let's set him up. The main event is underway and it's a clean start. Who will get the whole shot? In lane number one, it's Robbie Miranda diving into that first turn. Oh, Tomas Allier bags the trash can and takes two riders with him. Robbie Miranda's in first place. Jamie Staff is in second. Justin Lafredo in third. And right now we've got Travis Turrison in fourth. But it's Robbie Miranda. Robbie Miranda, who's been coming on strong as of late, is ripping now, coming towards the finish line. He's going to be $15,000 richer. Justin Lafredo squeezes in for second place. Like when you were racing that Triple Crown, that was scary yeah. shit. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know how you did it. We're going to talk lots about that, so don't worry about it. And I'm so psyched you had that there. You know what? Did you bring it over? I, I did bring it over. I'm you so know, glad I've you had did. those checks. I've never displayed them. They've never been on a wall. And then, you know, this is my office. Yeah, now. Yeah. It was never my office. It was Steve's office, sure, you yeah. know? So yeah. then when I heard we were doing this, I'm like, you know what? I think I need to put the checks up. Yeah. I think this is the time. But it now is. that i got the checks up, I'm going to do a shelf above, a shelf under. I'm going to uh -huh. put... My two favorite bikes, I still have the frames, uh, the Powerlite and the oh, Canyon. Nice. Okay. I'm going to put those up. I even have the, the Hyper yeah. that I designed. But yeah. Let's not talk about that fucking scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Edit number one. Here it comes. Oh, man. What's that now? I said, man up and do it. Tell me about your work. Be a man. <laughs> All you need to do, just throw it on speaker. Can I answer it? It's going to be and a bill collector. <laughs> Yeah, answer any number that comes up because it might be them. No, maybe not a good idea. Hey, you know what? I'll just say welcome to the BMX Center on Bullet. I'm so psyched that you're here. Thanks. You know, this is fantastic, and, and you became like a, a BMX and our blood binge listener this past week or two. Oh, uh, how you do it? You must be driving a lot because it's... You know what it is? Yeah, like I said, I was up in Connecticut, so I, while I was the drive up, you know, and... While I was waiting for my mm -hmm. my uh, equipment to get done up there, yeah. two three hours, I was able to mm. do work in my truck and listen to the podcast and stuff. Oh, that's and awesome! Listen to Whitey's, listen to uh, Tim Schlecky's. How uh, many people should listen to Whitey's? Excuse me for uh, one second. Like, this is not has nothing to do with tooting the BMX and our blood horn, but it just came. It it just those guys. It was them. They made that interview just so much fun. I, I would never be hanging out and talking with Craig Reynolds or, or Barry McManus. Well, that's what's crazy, you know. I mean, you know, Dave was, always, you know, Dave's down there, the guy, the one of us, like you said. Mm -hmm. Barry, one of the scariest guys but in BMX, not. I think. He's not. No. And, I mean, you know, even as I got older and I got to know him, he was always awesome. With him and Brian uh, mm -hmm. Colgrove driving mm -hmm. their low-rider trucks into Akron. Right. You know, but can anyway. I, can I say meat know, wagon again? Meat wagon. <laughs> The story about Meatwagon was hysterical. <laughs> I, 
it was pretty funny. And Brian, I'll, I'll get you on here someday so you can have your turn. Uh, but instead, Barry, what a, yeah. what a well-spoken, you know, nice guy. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. And, you know. Floored. Just totally yeah. floored. And Go ahead, Craig, okay. Craig too, you know. what? Craig's always been that. Yeah. And I got a funny story with Craig. Yeah. You know, a girl I was dating at the time. We're uh-huh. in New York City. Yeah. She worked for ADP, the, the payroll yeah, yeah, yeah. company. Right. She was uh, an event planner for them. Oh, okay. So they they had a, you know, for a lot of their clients, the top mm-hmm. clients, they did this whole thing in New York City. Sushi, and then um, go see Wicked. The, oh, yeah, the yeah, the musical. Yeah. So we're in the sushi place in mm-hmm. New York City, right? And, you know, we do the dinner. We come yeah. There's, it was in, I think it was like Times Square. Yeah. And it was all glass building. Yeah. And a big open staircase coming down. And I'm coming down the stairs, and all of a sudden I hear, Lafredo! <laughs> I turn, and it's Craig Reynolds in New York City. Was how long ago? Oh, oh my God, this had to be 15 oh, years ago? 15, th- yeah, 15 okay. years ago. And of all places, mm. that one restaurant. So some people didn't show up to the thing. So, like, Craig, what are you doing? He's like, oh no, I just ordered my food. I said, Let's go. Let's yeah. go see Wicked. He packed right. his food up to go, and he went. And it was no just kidding. awesome. It was so cool to run into Craig Reynolds in the yeah. middle of New York City. He was there for when he was doing the ESPN stuff, I guess. Um, yeah. A lot of the commentating mm-hmm. and uh, NASCAR. But what a, what an awesome dude. Oh, you yeah. Know, all of them. And that interview oh. with Whitey was just great. In, uh, yeah. Doing the interviews, and you don't realize the number ones people had. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how fast they were at the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, you know, look, I was younger, so maybe I just didn't notice it. I mean, we, we probably knew it more maybe in 18 and over uh, because you'd see the guys progress out of 18 and over. I mean, we all could have at any time, but why do it if you're, if you're, you know what? I'm going to take that back because I think everyone should try to race pro. Mm-hmm. And that oh, was a sure. little yeah. bit of my question to John Badessa a couple interviews ago. I think he was like 113, something like that. He didn't want to race pro. He got his number one, mm-hmm. his world one, I mean, and he got his national ones, checked it off, and he just didn't see any reason to, to race pro. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing against John Badessa, but I feel like everyone should at least try it. Try it. I think people don't realize they can step up the level when, when they don't realize yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? When you put it into a different, you know, you can you can win all the motors you want in, in mm-hmm. amateur. Yeah. You know, and then be, you know, just make mains, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden turn pro, mm-hmm. and then now you're winning motos and mains. You yeah. Know? And it's yeah. just a psyche, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to step my game up, and when I you're totally able to step agree. your game up, you know. How were you able to do it? Actually, let me uh, let me restart one thing. I don't think I said what what number you are. So. I had said welcome to the BMX Summer Blood. I don't even know if I said Justin Alfredo. I have a bad habit. <laughs> because I'm talking with you, and yeah. this is so casual that I just don't think to say, like, welcome to the BMX Summer Blood, welcome Justin Alfredo to the BMX Summer Blood. So in, anyway, I wanted to throw that in there quick. Uh, at the same time, I want to thank Powers Bike Shop, which is Powers Bike Shop. has been sponsoring the show for a while, and... And uh, it definitely helps offset some expenses, so I appreciate it. Chad, and uh, they're in Richmond, Virginia, and he just bought a new building. That if you're ever down that way, you're gonna have to check it out because he got he bought a new building, and he's a he's a collector too. So he's got bikes from the '70s, '80s, '90s, what? right? Through, uh-huh. It's a it's he bought the space so he could run his business and have a BMX museum. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty wild. Oh. 
By the way, I want to say thank you for oh. allowing me to do this. You're welcome. I said, uh, and thank you for asking me. An honor, you know, listening to all the other ones. And yeah. I hope this can be half as good as the ones that I've listened to already. Mm. You know, Morales and, and Pavona and Strzelecki. And anyway, a friend of mine found a Hutch, an old school Hutch. I think it's a Trickstar. Does it have a little platform on there? No, I'm sorry. It's the Raider. Okay. Ra- is it a Raider? It's a racing one. Yeah. But it might be interested, you know. It, sure. Donate it over there. Yeah, I'll check if it he's out. If interested. Although I may steal his donation it. because... All right, newsflash, everyone. The event that I, I rear, we are going to do another Road to Recovery jam on July 25th. We're going to finalize things soon. I have not talked to everybody involved yet, but by the time you hear it, it will have. So anyway, we have a, a silent auction at that event, mm-hmm. and then we have raffles too, but... That'd be a pretty cool thing to put in the silent auction. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not brand new. Anything like that for the old school guys yeah. that show up at the event, they may be way into it. Right. So, yeah. so you never know. We're always looking for uh, silent auction items, which is usually memorabilia. And you mentioned Tim before. He's donated a lot of memorabilia. Um, mm. Foster gave me a, uh, a bike last year that, that went for, I think Matt Sylvia got it. He won it or, you know, bid the highest to get it. It's a fit bike, but it's. Brian Foster's fit complete, but anyway, yeah, anything like that is is pretty cool. So keep your ear out for that okay. for me. But yeah, so Powers Powers Bike Shop, they definitely have a, a crazy just amount of bikes. I forget how many Chads that he has. Uh, I I forget. I'll butcher it if I do. But it's it's got to be over three hundred bikes. It's, wow, it's wow. huge. Plus mm-hmm. uniforms. Mm-hmm. He has a bike from oh geez, I forget if it's Brooke Crane or someone else from the Olympics. Um, it's wild. And there's That's only awesome. a couple museums that have, there's one in Pittsburgh and Chad's for sure, but I meant to say welcome Corey Mustagio, not Justin Lafredo. Oh, shit. Come on. I got to mag- get that magazine picture. Separated at birth in you too. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> now, now, well, actually, I, I, gonna... joke, I was joking with Bavona that, so uh, that you're the same person. So you probably sl- pull up the uh, tattoo sleeve up your neck and then you pull it back down. In your well, back in the day, I mean, listen, I, I, no way I could possibly keep up with Corey, like with the personality and everything like that. <laughs> with you know? anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. But Brian Fell, years before I met Corey, would always say, I got a guy you got to meet. You guys are exactly alike. You guys look alike. It's your twin brother. <laughs> twin brother. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, every time. Wait till you guys meet. And it literally mm-hmm. was like, I think it was South Park. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking down like the infield, I mean, the, the pits. And there's Corey. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. a serious double take. Yeah. Like, when you, you, it's one thing when someone tells you how you look like someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you actually see it and you're like, holy shit, I actually look like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? And I was just like. He's been trying for years to not look like you. And it was at the time, yeah. I mean, it was a time, like, we both had long hair at the time. Mm-hmm. He had long hair. And yeah. it was like. Totally. Yeah. Then he. Then we both had the spiked yeah. club look, you know, yeah, like yeah. totally. Yep. It was just yeah. So that's pretty funny. I have the picture that I brought the magazine. Oh, where let's get a picture of that. Stu did. Done. Yeah, before we're done, that Stu. Yeah, yeah. Stu did separated at birth. Oh. And he okay. also did one with me with uh, Radical Rick. Really? You know the cartoon Radical yeah, Rick yeah, from yeah. the old school. Oh yeah. He did one, and the way I look at the helmet with yeah. the Jofa and everything yeah. and the goggles. So, I have two separated at births with that. And I tell you what, you know who also looked like more like Corey 
than me, yeah. Missy Giovi, the mountain bike girl. Really? Yeah. If you ever pull up, she I think was, Keith she even was did so one. Good. Yeah, she was good. Uh-huh. Do you ever hear a story on her? Uh, not totally. I mean, I I know enough to know about what she's done and her basically her. But yeah, I don't. What story? What do you got? I hope I got the right person. Probably but, you're talking about the mountain biker. Mr. Mountain Luke. biker, and, and then she, she got into the whole like drug thing. Yeah. Be careful because I might even have the wrong person. I saw it was a TV episode. It's pretty amazing story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah, some reason, I think it was her because I remember watching and be like, "Oh my god, that's Missy mm-hmm. Giovi." And I remember Missy Giovi when she was on. Um, but I'm talking about like even like TV. She did uh, one of the night shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was as a guest. Like on David Letterman or something like that. Holy yeah, back God. in the day when she was in, in her peak. Right. Uh, amazing. Right. But yeah, so Corey, Jeez. that was another, like, we could have been all, like, sisters and brothers. Now we got eight more minutes, and this dude's going to be punctual, I can guarantee you. Oh, boy. And he's giving me questions about this later, so I'll just throw the subject in there. This is the one time I'm really happy there's no swell today. Oh, yeah. Because as we've talked, my son's been into surfing for a while, and you are big time into surfing my son almost didn't come up last weekend to visit us, and it had been a while, because it was a good swell last weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I, we we cared about it, but uh, surfing is a it's, it's addicting. It's a good addiction. It you know what it is. It's it's you know you can go ride your bike every day. Mm-hmm. Surfing, especially here on the East Coast mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah, you get. I mean, you might get a good swell once a month if mm-hmm. you're lucky. You know. And so when there's waves, you're going. And well, you have to have two boards, though, right? Because some, some swells die out, and they're only two, three-foot longboard waves, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I got, I'm up to about 14 or 15 right now. Boards? <laughs> yeah, quiver, old stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not making the mistake I made with BMX where you didn't keep all your frames, you know. Your first yeah, yeah, frame, yeah. your second frame. You yeah, know, at least yeah. one from every company that you rode for or anything like yeah. that. But I have my first surfboard, uh-huh. and now... I started surfing, what, 30, 30 years old? Oh, so you've been 15 yeah, years now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have every board that I've had since. That's so cool. And I even have my dad's 1970 Bunger surfboard. Really? From back in the day, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I want to get that. He may as well have been in the uh, Endless Summer movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When they travel the world. <laughs> That's a great movie. such a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Go ahead. So back to surfing. Yeah, so, you know, we have a hurricane season, which mm-hmm. is September, September and October. Yeah. So I tell everybody, you're not going to see me September and October. Yeah. Especially if we have a good season. I tell my wife, I said, I am, after work, before work, yeah. whatever, I'm, I'm gone. We do, um, we have jet skis that we go out. We got a secret spot. Mm-hmm. There's about six of us that surf it. Mm-hmm. You know, on a normal day. You know, yeah. sometimes, you know, I surf anywhere in Jersey, um, Long Beach. Uh, haven't been up to Rhode Island yet. That's going to be soon. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to get my son to come yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. And we'll go together because mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be able to show you the spots. Yeah, I want to surf good. rivals really bad. When I was retiring from, well, not retiring from yeah, Max, yeah. but mm-hmm. hanging it up. I, uh, you know, I got into, I, I was living in California and there was two surfboards in the, in the mm-hmm. garage. I said, yeah. yeah. Grab one, you know, go paddle out and started surfing. Now I got another freaking question. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a problem because you mentioned California and I, I thought about it and I forgot to write it and I'm glad you said it. We'll go back to California, right. but we got a couple minutes before Mr. Punctual calls yeah. in three minutes. We'll say, 
But uh, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Is it me? Or did, did most of you fast Long Island guys that came out of shore have your bars back where your knees would freaking hit them because they were so far back and low? Like low, I didn't mind. We all rode low bars. Uh-huh, low. But you guys all had knee bangers. Like Ronnie, we were talking about Lou Delfino, but Ronnie Gasca, Lou Delfino, pretty pretty low and back. Did you notice that? I didn't. I always thought the general rule was keep in line with your forks. So that was my my rule. Right. You know, because that's what I always saw, I guess. Well, I guess your um, I guess your head to bangle was raked out because you're <laughs> because <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna I gotta check this out because I, I don't remember that my bars Ron, were ever Ronnie definitely but Ronnie's shorter than you. So it it may have looked a yeah, little yeah. different mm-hmm. with with him, but and maybe I'm thinking of Cruiser mm-hmm. where you where you Cruiser yeah, well Cruiser was those super bars. low bars bars. Where mm-hmm. you couldn't even get your Allen key in between the crossbar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The boss yeah. bars, they were great. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, like it. I think it was, you know, it's, it's pretty funny that you said that. Yeah. No, I don't really. Yeah, I mean, hey, really maybe I'm back. totally wrong. I just remember seeing pictures and I was like, man, these guys are all low, which, uh, you know. Low, I yes. Gonna... I know definitely low. We had low, all had low bars. They just yeah. appeared to be back, mm-hmm. too. So low is a different subject we're going to talk about later, but that's going to mm-hmm. have to do with your truck. Oh, right, so we'll, yeah. We'll do that Is afterwards. that what you thought I was going to pull in today? <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to Now you know what? Now I I knew that you would you'd be a high roller now, not a low rider. I, I knew it because you're not only a family man, two beautiful daughters, oh man, and, and your wife, Amazing and wife. just a family guy. And I don't want to have that on the short side, but if uh, the surprise caller comes in, in a second, I'm very happy for you. I mean, it, yeah. it's you've got a great thing going, and parenting is just the it's it's the best. I gotta say, life turned out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, did. You know we, we go through life with our BMX background, and we lived a really good life because of BMX. And, and I'm just saying, mm-hmm. not even making money-wise or, or success, mm-hmm. just doing it, having that hobby, and being and all the people that we met, you know, yeah. like through thousands and thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of people. And even, you know, as a pro, the parents. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you meet these parents and these young kids at these doing clinics and this and that, mm-hmm. and it really shapes you into the whole thing. Just shapes, seeing shapes you into an adult. Yeah. you know, later on in life and appreciating everything. Yeah, and you know, even coming down to seeing seeing Terra Superfly, all these guys that just became successful at yeah because of BMX. Robbie Mor- uh, Morales. Oh man, you know, like I didn't yeah. know that he he's like. Have you know? I'm so far out of loop. You know, you don't realize what these guys have and what they're doing. Yeah, you're going, and it's amazing. Oh, the dude, you know? the, the dude is, Robbie, like, it's amazing. He, it's a Long Island thing. I'm sorry for interrupting. It's, yeah, it's, no, a, it it's a Long Island mentality of I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it happen. No alter, no choice. I'm making it happen. That's yeah. said and done. And Robbie's a perfect example of taking the New York hustle. Out to California, first Texas, then California, I think is how it went. Uh, but he's done an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, call number ah. one. Make sure you put the oops, sorry, speaker on. Hold on, buddy. What up, Bibbs? <laughs> how we doing? Good, how are you, brother? Not too bad, brother. Just in time, just in love. Oh, right yeah. shit. Oh, I wish I had a record. <laughs> I wish I had a recording of uh, of uh, Linda. Linda, oh. thanks for calling, buddy. It's so crazy that you know you got in touch with me two days after I drove past you getting out of your 
your patrol car pulled over a minivan on the LIE. A minivan? Dude, I'm driving down oh, the LIE. Man. I mean, it had to be you. Are, you. are you still doing patrol? Uh, Not as much anymore. Uh, but I, to and from work or, or something like that, obviously, if you see something, you got to do something. Yeah, I mean, I really think it was you. Like, the, the, all right, if, <laughs> even if it wasn't, it made me think of you. And then two days later... You, you you hit me up about doing, you know, that, that Joe's trying to get in touch with me. <laughs> so crazy. It's so crazy, right? The world works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. How are you guys doing? Everything good? Yeah, really good. Yep. Yeah. Dude, awesome to hear you, both your voices. Oh, dude, Thanks, so great. Tommy. And we... your interview was great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, uh, mm-hmm. I, I always tell everybody, I'm a khaki at home, and I would, I would have Joe go up for another four or five hours. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking about. You know, listening to that story with you with, uh, when we went looking at that house. <laughs> How funny is that? Oh, my God. And I just want to clear something up. We didn't just go to, we, didn't, we just didn't go to a side door of a house, okay? It was, the side door was in the driveway. And it, when he said it was raining, I, I think he dumbed it down a little bit. Yeah. It was torrential downpour. <laughs> torrential. And we're soaked. And he comes and opens the door, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's just so random. Why well, let the facts get in the way of a good story? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're not oh. kidding. That's, that's what they'd say in court, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So you're, just to clear things up for people, you're, you're a court martial full time, and you, it was more of a uh, root. You know, you're, you're, it's like a doctor, right? It's like the Hippocratic oath, right? You got to, uh, as long as you're in uniform, then you got to protect the yeah. public, right? If someone's yeah. drive, driving crazy, and you got to do something. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm obviously, if you're in a car, and, and for whatever reason. Uh, you obviously you have discretion, but if you right. see something or whatever violation, or mm. obviously you're gonna you're gonna act. And they let it get you. They let you get get away with a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Because well, I, I don't know, Tommy may not agree. Maybe maybe he's got coworkers that might. But Tom, exactly. Tom, Tommy's a hard ass. He's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, you know what? I got it. I still haven't received what picks I should use for tonight, and we're running out of time. So, could you ask your daughter who to pick? <laughs> Absolutely. That was that's part of my thing. I want to see if Justin's getting in on this uh, supercross fantasy supercross league that we have. See, oh, you know, uh, after yeah, just let me ask Ashlyn, I'll send you a text to which she thinks who should win. All right. Well, we know it's not going to be uh, Zacho. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. But Daytona's a tough one to pick. Yeah, because especially with the mother. We'll yeah, in the yeah. sand, and I think some people are better in the sand. <laughs> exactly. You know? But anyway, I'm taking away from... Uh, I'm going to call yeah, Cooper time. right now, just calling yeah. it out right oh, now. Oh, that's right. Yeah? Okay, his, fair his, enough. Fair his, enough. His, his father runs I, a surf shop, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm doing so good. I don't want to say who I'm going to pick because it's insider trading. Right? <laughs> uh, I'll split it with you. <laughs> All right, let me say one more quick thing. Um, I've got a friend at Vans that I'm going to say... I'm going to leave... Uh, unnamed, but he, uh, Ted probably just said it in the chat, but, uh, we have a, I was able to round up a, uh, a certificate for custom vans for whoever wins tonight. So that's yeah, going that's awesome. to be good. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, can't wait for it. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of already filled out your address on him. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think Schumacher's going to win. I mean, he's, he's bound to get something right. 
<laughs> maybe, oh wow maybe all right this is this is all you guys now i'm, I'm done with my interrupting all right yeah, I, I, I apologize I, we caught it went off on a tangent obviously uh of course we're here, we're here for justin and and you know for, for obvious reasons yeah um I, yeah, I just before we even get into it i just want to say yeah i'm absolutely honored to be asked to be part of this project especially with justin uh justin's an absolute amazing person wow. he's an absolute legend thank you and and he ranks you know right at the top with so many other great Long Island legends. It's just amazing. But uh, you know one thing that's always set Justin apart from so many other guys that that came from Long Island and even off of Long Island. But you know what sets him apart from not only his BMX career and skills, but yeah, his personality. I mean, we Thank all you. know Justin. Yeah, he's always the life of the party. You know, he's always he always got that big smile on. He's always having a good time. And uh, most of all. Uh, I always look up, and and my thing is, he's a great role model to so many, so wow. many people. Wow! And Thank you, you know, I, I, I started BMX at an early age, you know, just five years old. And you know, early on, I remember watching Justin race with, uh, you know, he had that CNH jersey on, that green and the blue jersey, <laughs> green and the blue, like, hanging, yeah, hanging out with Scott Montgomery and, and Jimmy. Wow! And I think I think like Sean Richards was on that team as yep. well. So, so yeah. uh, you know, as as the uh, you know time went on. I became a very uh, a huge fan of, of Justin, you know, as he rose to, to such a high That's level. Incredible. But uh, and Justin may not even remember this, but I just want to quick before we get into the, the crux of you know some questions. Uh, the first time that I really had a, a real conversation with Justin was uh, at Sterridge Trails, and it was in the early '90s. I was probably about 13 years old. Uh, by no means at all was I good at all, and I've said it in my podcast. Like I was terrible till I was about fourteen years old. <laughs> oh come and, on! Uh, but yeah, I was about thirteen years old, and uh, me and Keith Newell, some of the guys remember Keith Newell, Turn Carver. Turn Carver. Uh, we rode bikes, <laughs> we rode bikes to Sterling Trails, and it was it was odd year, like in January, where it wasn't really uh, very cold, and uh, he had just come back from Columbus, and you know. Number plate on the bike and and uh, you know just cooped a, out. You know, yeah, probably uh, Sakoni shoes, sneakers, whatever <laughs> pair of jeans. But you know he's at Sterrett's and you know I'm sitting there and I'm you know can't jump anything. I'm afraid. And, and Justin literally you know like a, almost like a cheerleader on the side, telling me what to do, how to do it. Really? You know, oh. just no fear, just go for it. And sure enough, not too not too long after that, it really gave me the confidence to, to go and, and jump a set of doubles and and obviously. Uh, progress in, in my career but i always remember that first time and obviously to him it was like any other conversation but it really touched on me that someone like justin afredo who i always looked up to and i'm here and i'm 13 and justin was probably only a, a couple years older than i am yeah but uh you know he was he had that like role model characteristic that uh you know you can't teach that and and that's not something that's learned that's something that you're born with and and he's always been uh, you know one of those people um so it, it, before i get into some of the big questions i, I want to give a couple softballs to justin well you know always, listen i, I want to go you want to go with that first <laughs> yeah well i want to i want to i want to cut you off for a second because yeah, yeah, i yeah. really appreciate all that and you know going up through our you know riding and all that you know i always you know for you saying that really just hits home because i always felt that i was like the outsider out of everybody's group <laughs> so like you had you know and it was like and i'm not saying you know it was just like weird like i always just like man i wish i could just fit in a little bit more yeah. 
He, he wasn't you know? that far outside that he was hanging out with Billy Thompson, though. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, we hung out. With, I hung out with Billy Thompson a lot. I did. You know what? I kid, I, I kid about him because we just talked about it in the Dave Williams episode. Yeah, exactly. The last one. Yeah, and you know, I didn't hang out with him like so much home, but at the races, yeah. our families traveled together. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. him at homes. And and he's a great guy, by the way. It's just he's an yeah. easy one to pick on when he had that big bird, that big bird uniform on. Oh my God, you know? the big bird. Yeah. But uh, you know, Justin, it's funny you say that. That kind of tied into some of my things that I want to touch on a little later. Uh-huh. You know, later? We're not staying until 8. And, yeah, <laughs> no, these no, listen, things. I told you, Joe, you guys need help. I'm, I'm here for four or five hours. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be cutting you off. We're going to lose service in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> heavily, heavily edited. That's right. <laughs> All right. But the bottom line is... Uh, thank you. Know, you. I, I, well, you're welcome. But you, thank you. No thanks needed. You, you earned it. There's tons of people who looked up to you. And it's funny you say that because... Uh, one thing about you, you'd be about out. No, you don't even see you for months at a time, and you just showing up up at a set of trails. And, you know, you'd fit right in, and that's again, that's a, wow, uh, credit to you. your personality. Mm-hmm. And, and it was never like you, know, you never. I, I don't think that you didn't fit in enough with with people. I think you fit in with everybody, so it was hard to juggle your time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was more of it. Um, yeah. You know, as far as uh, some of some of these questions. Uh, you know, Joe was asking if I can touch on some things. I had a few uh, that came out right away. First and foremost, where did you get that Gobstopper helmet from? Oh my God, that was so <laughs> bad. The Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> so there was this guy um, from high school, and he was like, he was like a night schooler guy, total like burnout. Right, and he got into airbrushing, and his I was friends with his girlfriend at the time, and she's like, "Oh man, like my my boyfriend wants to airbrush your helmet." So he airbrushes the helmet, and it's like purple and orange, and it's like you know what really bad orange peel on a car looks like? It was like it looked like a golf ball when it was done. Like it looked like he banged it with hammer, like a million hammer marks all over it, and it literally looked like a gobstopper, and it had a Tasmanian devil on the back. With, like, the sunset and everything. I mean, yep. he really tried, and I wore it for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. it was like a staple. <laughs> I uh, love it, I love it. Hey, wait a minute, Tommy. I'm going to knock <laughs> off the question since you're talking about the helmet. Uh, Rich, Rich Soper wanted to know if you still do Hannah's today. And if, it's, if and if there's a mark on your visor, Justin, from doing Hannah's, I used to I used to get a kick out of tire marks on my visor for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And I would. How many visors did you? How many visors did you rip off? Oh my God! Over the triple step at Shoreham, yeah. the, my visor would go 30, 40 feet in the air. I'd hit it so hard, and then I got to the point where I was trying to get the top of my helmet. Yeah. So I would literally, like, on my cruiser, try to like get them all the way up and to the yeah. top of my helmet. And I would hit my hit my helmet part right. and get it on top. <laughs> That's freaking great. I love it. I love it. Moving on to my my next one, and this is what happened to basically scraping, and any chance you'll bring it back. And before you answer that, this is uh, just a shout out to Brian Irochi. He and I always called it. The way it was written on the windshield, it looked like a Z, so we called it basically Kazapin. <laughs> what happened to basically Kazapin? Kazapin, I thought you said. And, and so for some of the people who don't remember or didn't know, what is basically Kazapin? <laughs> <laughs> so I got, you know, I got into low riders, you know, lowered S10 pickup trucks when that whole fad was going on, and I worked at a body shop. 
and we did up this truck fully like slammed to the ground and uh just had big giant letters across the windshield basically scraping <laughs> and and it almost looked like it was scrapping <laughs> the way i spelt it i forgot how, how scr uh-huh. uh i forgot how i had it written yeah, yeah. Was there an eight? But yeah, 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 it was an N. Yeah, it was yeah. it was an N. Straight in. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's pretty funny. That truck I, I took that truck apart again. I pulled it all apart, put a three fifty in it, um, started doing all the work to it. This is when I was still in um three fifty? Yeah. Jeez. In an S ten pickup. That's what made it very I never finished scraping. it. No, I never finished it. Oh, okay. And then Omar Omar, true? Omar? Oh yeah, yeah. He bought Omar or, or Omar. There was, there was Anwar and Omar. Anwar, Anwar. Yeah. Anwar wound up buying it, and he, I don't think he ever really did anything with it. I think he just kind of parted it out for his, uh, his own use. But, yeah, I mean, that thing came frame off restoration, painted frame, everything, and then I never, I never wound up finishing it because it was like already I was out of college at that point. And then it just sat and sat and sat, and then uh, Anwar wound up buying it off me, and that's, that's, that's the history of basically scraping <laughs> oh, it's Kazakhstan. Any, any, any chance? Any chance you're bringing it back? Not that truck, but you know what's pretty <laughs> funny? Like I always said when I was in that era that I'm gonna do a lowrider pickup truck when I get older. And I think before I die, I think I'm gonna do another truck. Nice. Like nice. and finish it and do like a full size pickup truck that type. You know. But yeah, yeah. so you might see. Basically scraping, kazapping too. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> Again, you, know, you, got, you guys were all of our idols and everything. Like, uh, Ronnie had the red low rider. Yeah. And I think... Uh, uh, Remember Ronnie's station else? wagon? Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, that thing was I, sick. Was the only... Fun. Listen, the only guy that can ever pull off a Brady Bunch station wagon, Ronnie Gasca. Yeah. Dude, I agree. white, I agree. this cool. thing yep. lowered, it was yep. sick. Really? It looked yep. so insane. Yep. The only the guy, wagon. Yep. anything Ronnie had looked yeah. sick. Yeah. It could be yeah. anything, and including that car. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, so this one, I'm going to give a quick little backstory before the question. I, actually, it touches on part of the, uh, the the story where you drove across country. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I was on ZTech, uh, you know, with, with Steve Boyle and Dom Rising and Brandon Silvers and Eric Fink and, and those guys. So we hey, went to almost every and, race. And me, come on, Tom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. and obviously Joe Doherty too. But as far as the guys from Sherman, we would go to races all the time together. We'd always travel in my father's van. Uh-huh. So it became a joke because. One time, and everybody knows Bird, you know, Steve Boyle, you know, one time he was too saying, he's like, you know, we're really you know, pissed about everybody, you know, there's a bunch of people, they always think that I look like Justin, and people mistake me for Justin, <laughs> so it, it became a joke about us, we'd always, and, you know, again, we would joke with him, because we'd never bothered him for like a year and a half. Really? And then, and then that one night, that day when, when uh, the Mulligans hit the deer, and Justin ended up Oh my God, man, you told that story? And, and, and oh, we're gonna, gonna go to. Uh, uh. I, I'll never forget it. But we're all sitting in the van, in the van, and Justin looks over and he goes, "Hey, Bird, you know what I want to ask you? Anybody ever mistaken you for me? They say we look alike." And we <laughs> fell on the floor laughing. And Justin's like, "Well, I don't see what the why is that so funny?" But the whole funny it was like a year and a half straight of the backstory when Bird would always complain about that, and we're like, "I don't see it. It doesn't look like it at all." Well, it was, anyway, so. 
Did anybody ever mistaken you for Steve Boyle? I think there was one or two times where people actually did. And, and if I, you know, I think there was like a year stint that we kind of like had a lot of resemblance. Right. You know, so I right. can definitely see it, but I can't believe how much it was done to him. Right. You know, more right. than anything. But I have right. definitely been called Steve Boyle, like without a <laughs> doubt. Like people have mistaken me as Steve Boyle. Not as much as Corey Nastasio, right. but oh, definitely no, a couple of like times. You guys yeah. are the same person. You're like Michael and Janet Jackson. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've never, been, I've never been with both of them together at the same time, same place. Oh, my God. It was like... Uh, well, now you when, do. <laughs> when, when, it was, when it was, you know, in our party days and we were going out and having a good time, it was like, it was, you know, it was like Rod and Rex from Long yeah. Island. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. it was like, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Uh... So uh, another one, this one, uh, you know, you go, I'm sure you want to clarify, but in my podcast, uh, as you may or may not have heard, and, and, and also Keith Mulligan's podcast, where they hit the deer and oh. Justin gets behind the wheel of a Pavona van and drives a fifth of the way across the country in the wrong direction. You want to shed any light on that? Oh, God. So, yeah. So I was in, I was in the truck with Keith, and I don't know who else was in the van with us, if it was just me or if there was any... Was Steve in the van with, with me? No, he was with us. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm sleeping. Now, those big custom vans back in the day, the back of its total bed. I'm sleeping on my back, right? All of a sudden, I hear, oh, God, oh, God, boom. I mean, being in that van, it was like we hit a brick wall, right? <laughs> so, so, then, so then I hear, all I hear, I wake up, I hear the rumble strips on the side of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, vroom, 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 vroom. and I hear Betty going, "Good job, Keith. Good job, Keith. Keith, good job. Good job, Keith. Oh my God. Okay, stay calm." And we pull over, and all I remember seeing is just the front of the truck smashed and deer poop all down the side of the van. Like it was crazy. So then, I don't remember asking your dad to drive. I don't remember that part, but I do remember driving. And everybody's sleeping, and I'm just cruising. And I remember, I remember your dad telling me, when you get to this fork in the road, stay whatever way. Right? I don't know. I, me being my memory, it could have been late in the morning, I don't know. I go the wrong way. I start seeing signs for Akron. His dad wakes up. And I think it was, we were going to Columbus, but we saw signs for Akron. Yeah. I don't know how far apart they are. But your dad just goes, where are you? And I'm like, I don't know, you told me to go right, you know? And he's like, no, I said left, you know, whatever the case was. And I literally went three hours out of the way. Yeah, it was great. Probably each direction, right? No, yeah, yeah, it really wasn't even that bad. But uh, again, why let the facts get in the way of good stuff? But yeah, so I want to apologize that I ruined everybody's Uh, practice sessions at Columbus. practice with the 12 year old girls where I belong. All right, good, good. There you go. But you, when you were telling that story, I was I was here in my office and I was laughing out loud when that got brought up. I totally forgot. I always remember hitting the deer, but I yeah. forgot. I always said, you know, I have the worst memory. So I was like, what, how did I ever get to the race? Like, because I know we left, we left Betty there, right? Yes. And yes, Keith? Yeah, Betty stayed, right. Yeah. So, you know, and now it all fills in the gaps where I'm like, oh, wow, like, that's how it happened, you know? So, 
<laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> All right, so I got two real questions for you. Those are obviously silly. Ones, okay. But, um, let's see. We'll do uh, we'll do this one first. So being that you're literally on the gate with Timmy and Ronnie oh, literally all yeah. of the time and, and you know, you being a top rider yourself and, and before I even ask the question again, you know, you kind of said, you know, you felt like you were an outsider. Or whatever. I, I, I never saw that again. You, I think you were friends circles with, with everybody, but um, mm-hmm. you know, one, of, one of the things that, you know, I, I, it's like a constant uh, reoccurring thing with, with a theme with some of these podcasts that, that Joe does is, uh, you know, People always ask like who you who'd you emulate or who'd you try and be like and um, I, it's funny I always felt like a, a you know an association with you because I felt like I was almost in the same um, boat as you where you know you have Timmy and Ronnie yeah. who always fanfare <laughs> factory I mean incredible riders unbelievable mm-hmm. and you know and I had you know, obviously Brian I wrote you Keith Terra and and I felt like I was more along the same lines as you where you know. I don't want to say overshadowed because that that's like a negative connotation. But mm. I, I, a lot of times, you know, sometimes there's only room for on top of the podium for two, and there's three people. Yeah. And you know, I feel that you know you got the brunt of it in regard to, and, and you know, you belonged up there with them. But uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know th- things happen for whatever reason, and and I always felt that same same thing. And and you know, going back now, I look at it, and I don't. Brian and, and Keith were way better than me anyway, so I probably didn't belong up there. But, but I, you know, I, again, I, I, I saw that association with you. So, you know, my question is, um, you know, out of the three, or even, it doesn't have to be the three of you guys, but out of everybody, who was the best rider? And was there any strength or weakness that is something that pointed out or came out, uh, you know, blaringly? Because you had a different perception riding with these guys mm-hmm. against them and uh, next to them. So when when you when you mentioned being on the gate with those two guys and I said oh god and it, it really was I mean I, I think it was I think it was Timmy that said we just couldn't get away from each other yeah you know we raced each other at locals we rode together at the trails and we raced together at nationals you know yeah. so uh, who what, was your question who who do I think was the better rider out of the three. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Let's say it's I mean, listen. Like everybody said, I, I gotta, I gotta go with Ronnie. Yeah. You know, in the sense of just all around, but Timmy had the strength. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that Timmy had the more power and the more strength. And Timmy, I think he actually trained. Yeah. Like if I if I was to think if anybody trained, it would be Timmy. You know, I yeah. Yeah. I know my training was like. Hey, I'm going to ride the trails, and I'm going to ride all day long, yep. and not stop. You know, yep. like, and I know Timmy, like, he touched base on his, and he was like, you know, uh, I rode from sunup to sundown, and right. we really did. Like, I wasn't right. one that I was like, oh, I'm going to hang out in the pit, you know, on the couches right. in the middle of Sterritts or whatever, and hang out. Like, I'm there right. to ride, and yeah. I would literally ride, 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 and that was my training. But you know, it. I guess. Just well, Ryan, Ryan didn't get great gates, um, but he could catch up. He could uh-huh. move through. That was See, his strength, I I think. My, I think yeah. my strength was I didn't get great gates either, and my my strength was being able to be a good pack rider. Yeah, and I, yeah. I always felt that if I was behind you, you were going to get passed. Yeah, 
I was gonna I was gonna push that white line, and I was gonna come under you, and I was gonna swoop you. Is what it was <laughs> called back then. Yeah. Right. And uh, yep. so I think that was my strength in racing all my life yep. from day I one. I agree, hundred percent. And uh, you know, as for Timmy, like I said, the power, and Ronnie was just the all arounder. That I mean, you couldn't touch that. Yeah. So that was pretty much and. Yeah, I mean, it, and hearing your podcast and knowing how close that, like, you and Brian were, and you guys raced together all the time. Right. You know, I really wish I had that with, like, Timmy and Ronnie. Right. You know, and I, and the only reason why I ever made it in BMX, and I think was because of those two guys. From day one, I had to race Timmy. Yep. And then I would always overlap with Ronnie here and there because of age group. But Timmy was always, always, always in my, you know, we always raced. And yeah. you're only good as who you race. And they literally pushed me and pushed me and pushed me because I always wanted to beat them. And they, you know, nine times out of ten, they got the better of me, without a doubt. You know, yeah. so, yeah. But it uh, makes you better. I agree. Yeah, it does make you better. Awesome. I agree 100%. And uh, last one, uh, you know. Oh, what's your last one? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I can end here. No, 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 no. The only reason I say, it, buddy, is that we're on uh, in fifteen minutes. We got another surprise call on coming. Okay. Hit what yep. you got. And okay. Perfect. Thank you, Tom. Uh, again, this is uh, coming from a different angle completely. I, I try to do something a little different. Is uh, so uh, if cause some of the listeners, listeners don't know, some of them do. Obviously, Justin, you're a dad now. You have two beautiful children. Yeah. Beautiful wife. And uh, one thing that I've noticed with, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, from Long Island, all these legends and all these great riders is there's, there's another common theme that I've, I've noticed is, you know, their, their home life. Like, you know, you have Mr. and Mrs. Mulligan, you have Mr. and Mrs. Strelecki, mm-hmm. you have Mr. and Mrs. Gaska, you know, you had the Mor- Mr. and Mrs. Morales. Yeah. And obviously, of course, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Alfredo, uh, you know, they, they played such an integral part in all of our lives, not only yours, but you know, our lives. And, mm-hmm. and I really think that, you know, because of their great parenting and um, the things that they did and they showed how uh, they were really interested in the sport and, and their children, I think that that allowed a lot of us to excel um, into doing what we did. But mm-hmm. the, the question I have is, you know, what do you think it takes to be a great parent, you know, now that you're a dad? Uh-huh. And again, it is early on, but, um, you know, in the future, you know, do you foresee, uh, you know, your kids they want to race BMX? Are you going to get involved and, and do, you know, a, a fraction of what you know, Mr. and Mrs. Lafredo did for not only you but for everybody? Like, you know, I, I still to this day think that all of these parents played an integral part in, in all of our careers. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I I know for a fact that my parents at times had to borrow money to get me to the races. Yeah. You know, yeah. and. For what our parents and all of our parents did for us was absolutely amazing. But, but they had probably more fun than us. So don't let them fool you when they say, well, we took you all over the country. and blah, blah. They had more fun than us, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And the Bounder Camper, right? Didn't you guys have a Bounder? Uh, we had the Winnebago, yeah. Oh, the Winnebago? Like a 1970 Winnebago, bro. Yeah, you remember the Thompson Starship? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> the light. But anyway, uh, back to your question. Um, you know, I think what our parents taught us was uh, always be encouraging to your to your kids, and 
you know, don't ever tell your kids you can't do it or you disencourage them, let's say. And um, one thing I noticed with myself as a parent, especially with my older one, which is three years old, Liliana, um, I tell her, there's nothing you can't do. You know, you want to you want to be a doctor, you can be a doctor. You want to, you know, you want to be able to climb up these stairs, you can climb up these stairs. Like, I'll be behind you. I got your back. And just, uh, yeah, just always, always have your kids back. Like, and I think that's what our parents did for us. And that's what I'm going to do for my kids and just encourage them in every day of life. Yep. And if they want to, if yep. they want to travel the country for a living, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Because yep. there's no experience like the experience that we had growing up. Yeah, I, I, it's sad because I, I almost wish that you know, some kids never had the chance. But, but uh, yeah, I agree. You know, mm-hmm. what we were able to uh, experience like no other. Yeah. And um, you know, listen, uh, want to say too before Joe kicks you off the phone. <laughs> Um, I just want to thank you guys. I, I want to thank you guys and your whole crew and just everybody from Long Island that's always been, you know, welcoming at the trails. And I know I didn't pick up a shovel that often, but, uh, you know, I really appreciate what you guys did for the whole, you know, BMX industry in a whole because you guys really were the ones who designed trails for what they are today. Well, you know, there's no need to thank because it's a two-way street. Obviously, you know, you've, you've done just as much for us that we did, that we could ever do for you. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know if uh, I can speak for everybody else, but uh, you know, obviously you're welcome. But no thank you is necessary at all. Cool. Now, when you see me pulled over, just don't give me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least let your buddies know to watch out for this Hummer that, that's got a surfboard on top. Yeah, exactly. Or, or in the back. Oh, I love it. That's great, man. Hey, Tom, you had a couple of questions after. I'll read them after uh, we get done with the next call. I'll still, I'll still okay. ask those questions for you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh, hey. Joe, I want to take, take the opportunity to thank you for doing what you do, you know, keeping us all together uh, you know, as a close-knit family, especially during these times of such division in this country. But, uh, yeah. you know, it really shows that uh, you know, all you need is a common bond and, and everybody uh, you know, connects and, and we stay together. And I, the only other thing I want to leave you guys with is I expect Justin, if he doesn't have a bike, I have an extra one in my garage. I need you to come ride this summer. All right. I still have that bike that I brought to the 30th anniversary with the broken pedal. Still got the broken pedal, my friend. I remember that. Oh, that's it's great. It's still got the broken pedal. Oh, that is great. I don't know what I was thinking about bringing out a bike that was 10 years old, probably rusted from the inside out, all the parts. <laughs> pedal snaps, fourth lap around the track. But... Uh, that's something that you know Justin's always known he could ride anything it didn't matter what it was uh, even, yeah, he's gonna make it work uh-huh. well thank you for your service too brother I really no, get out of you know, no, what you guys gotta put up with out there is uh, is not fair and uh, I really thank you for your service and doing the job the best you could do brother uh, I, I appreciate that thank you very much and I hope you guys uh, you know have a good have a good rest of the podcast and uh, I'm very very happy and, and honored to be part of it all right, thank oh, you, man. Excellent. Hey, Tommy, thanks for helping set it up, too. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. And uh, let's see uh, Barsha's going to win tonight. Um, no! Right. <laughs> you, be- you better not be playing me, because I have a lot less points than you, so don't, 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 mess, with me. don't mess around with my, my emotions. 
and I'm I'm learning about this whole new uh, fantasy motocross thing, so I might have to jump on board because oh, I do watch it every board. every weekend. So, oh, perfect. Good. It sounds like we got another uh, rider. Another oh yeah, ride. we got another uh, guy that's going to be yelling at the freaking TV when your when your wild card <laughs> guy is there until the last lap. Uh, the, 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 the problem the is, I always watch it Sunday morning. That's okay. So that's yeah, the only rough yeah. thing. That's okay. You know, I'm too old to be staying up till twelve o'clock at night. Between that, trying to get the UFC fights in and all that stuff. So, so am I. Yeah. But when you got, we can got well, basically no skin in the game. But you got something in the game with the fantasy. Yeah. It's bragging well, rights. You stay up yeah, till you one. Still, you can still join the league at this point. And yeah. my favorite part of the week is shit talk Sunday. What I always call. I mean, that now it's, it also is Wednesday. But usually yeah. the race is Saturday, and we all should talk each other on Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think you're going to see me on there. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you guys. All right. Later, bro. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Bye. All right. How would you think that went? Oh, my God. It went on. It just went the way it, I gotta take a leak it would. Go for it. You got a minute? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good dude right there. Oh, my God. It really is amazing how, like, yeah. you know, they talk, and you, you really... You don't realize yeah. what you did. Like, I don't remember that right. from Sterrett's, you know. It's like yeah. just a common thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, Tommy, Tommy's the best. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to save uh, Danny Bailey for a different, an, another interview <coughs> to call in because he's another one that, oh, man, Danny tears, Bailey is just, he's so good in his own right. But he's so gracious like Tom is that he'll tell you how awesome you are and just make you feel so good about yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait to have him on as, as you know, aside from, well, we did his own interview with yeah. me before, but that's uh, what I want to listen as a to. call in, he's just, uh, mm-hmm. just an extraordinary guy. He's just a great guy. Mm-hmm. DB four, he'll be. He's in the. He's in the fantasy. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I'm, I'm getting you signed up today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you, you hey, the Fosters are in it. It's it's a good group. Oh, and by the way, that's Ted Nelson. Uh, Ted started that group. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And this kept talking about that. Oh. Yeah. See, very very just great idea and a great way to bring us together. It's under uh, Step Family Reunion, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. Is there like a link you can send? I'll show you. It's through, yeah, R- okay. it's through RM Fantasy. Oh, okay. You just have to sign up and then uh, go to the go to our group. Mm, okay. um, but anyway, yeah, we'll get you going. Cool. Uh, See, so before the next call, I got about seven minutes. Eleven fifty in the next one. Finish Tommy's question because um, it's important. And I, believe me, I, I would have loved to let him go all day. Yeah. I just didn't want to run out of time before the next call. No, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he, you had mentioned that you were a pack rider. It's funny because his question was, many have referred to you as a pack rider. Oh, wow. Someone, yeah, he, he's in tune, man. Uh-huh. He knows what's going on. I should have asked him about the knee banger bar position. Oh, yeah, he would have probably known him. More I'll get that out of the yeah. next person that's calling. Okay. Uh, many have referred to you as a pack rider, someone who has made some of the craziest moves and turns, definitely someone I learned from and looked up to do you think turns were the strongest part of your racing and what skill do you wish you had more of uh turns were i think i don't know how close to what to say you're good T- turns were i think the most important part of my racing and i was never afraid even from the day one when i started riding i was never afraid to push that white line mm-hmm. whether it's inside or outside if someone gave me two inches i was taking it if I saw a move open, yeah, you, you know. probably took a foot and went inside. The yeah, line. I, I, gave you two I, I think I could have got a processed a <laughs> lot more than I should have. But that's you know, what made BMX awesome. I, I was 
I did it legally, except yeah. for crossing the white line. I think on the inside of a turn or something like that. Swooping on his, yeah, it was looking. There's a guy on top of the flag. But you, anyway, you got to jump over the, yeah. oh, the line because yeah. then you never went mm-hmm. over. You didn't. Your tires yeah. didn't go over the line. But one skill I wish I wish my gate starts were were better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I worked on gates more. Um, and I think I would have been a better rider if I had worked on my gates a little bit more than than I did. Yeah. So that was definitely. Was it safe to say that that Ronnie's strength was in his skill on riding and riding so smooth, also a good guy in the turns? But was it is it fair to say, if I remember correctly, that his starts weren't always the best? He was making up his. See, his starts might not have been the best, but. You know, for, for a so. guy who didn't train as as weights and stuff like that, yeah. even as we got older, mm-hmm. he had power. He would still get to that first turn yeah. before everybody else. You know, and I don't know if that just comes with you know the jumps down the first straightaway. He was able to pump over him faster or whatever the case may be. You just now, but you he, get wound up. Yeah, wind the yeah, speed up a little. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know, I got you. I was, you know. I, he definitely, I mean, I can't say enough about Ronnie Gasca. I mean, oh. you know, great human being. He, it's just his riding was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. It's just flow and him and Craig Reynolds, Dr. Smooth, you know, I got to give it to, I got to give it to Ronnie. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was always at the trails and everything. And just his racing mm-hmm. was just an amazing all around rider. And so- such a and I don't, style. I don't want to take anything away from Timmy because Timmy was amazing, oh, yeah. nope. amazing. And I, I never, I, I had, um, I had wrote on, what was it, Instagram to mm-hmm. Timmy about I never knew about those injuries that he had. Yeah, I knew he had the one broken leg or whatever it was, the mm-hmm. knee. But Definitely then after knee. that, and then I, it's unfortunate because I really think that with the right outlet he would have been top double A. And I just never knew he got cut short like that, and it's really unfortunate. It is. Uh, fortunately, and, after you know mm-hmm. from that podcast, you know that that all things happen for a reason. And, he, and look what he's doing now. Exactly, I, the guy has Ironman? the body of a. I mean, he's got to be operating on four or five percent body fat, yeah. maybe. I remember my mom told me that Timmy was doing Ironmans. Oh, okay. And I was like, "What? Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "That's just crazy, Ironmans." You just reminded me, and I'll say this quick before the next call. I got two minutes to say it. Your mom and my mom, my mom never went to a race, but for some reason, I, she went with me to Waterford for the 94 Worlds. Uh-huh. Your mom and my mom are sitting next to each other in the bleachers on the last straight. Uh-huh. And, and we were the same class. Somehow we made it to the, we made it to the semi, both of us. Uh-huh. I don't know how the hell I in did. In class or cruiser? Sorry, <laughs> cruiser uh-huh, class uh-huh. i didn't have yeah, a chance yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. of getting out of the motos it, it, it doesn't insane. matter cruiser too yeah. was insane it, in that race i did pass daniel sprague to yeah. make the semi yeah which crazy. Yeah, i pushed him uh-huh. off a little bit and then he wrote you know he yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. t-bone uh-huh. me in the last square anyway bottom line is uh you ended up getting fourth in the semi and i didn't make it mm-hmm. i i just missed but yeah i, I was psyched i was like i made the semi uh, oh, this is yeah. amazing. I mean, so my mom's right there and your mom's cheering for you but she knows that my mom's next to her and she still was able to maintain this nice like calm <laughs> even though you just made the main at the worlds and i got uh, fifth or uh-huh. sixth or whatever i don't yeah, know what I yeah. got. but 
It was so funny because I have a video of it. My mom uh, videoed and uh, for me because I told her that's what BMXers do. They hand the camera off to everybody. So here, mom, you're, you're videoing this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you could hear your mom being very gracious about, oh, did Joe make it? And, uh, and it, was, it, was, mm-hmm. it was a no. But it was pretty cool. Uh, it was uh, wild, uh-huh. but and I bring this up because Timmy was Timmy also made the main. So yes, you and him both yeah. made the main. Mm-hmm. He got third. I got sixth. Yeah, there was a big wreck in the second turn. Uh, so it was that weird, yes. like that that one eighty first turn in that ninety second yeah, turn, and yeah. I think I was in like third, mm-hmm. and someone just came way under us, kind of yeah. hopped the interior the the, uh, the white line, yeah, as yeah, I yeah. say, yeah. and just took out the, almost a whole pack. Yeah. Anybody who was up front got taken out. Probably and someone from Brazil. What Timmy or something. didn't touch with, guy from France, yeah. jumped the gate so bad uh, that he almost, his wheel went, I was next to him. He jumped the gate. He was so far over that his wheel almost stopped the gate from going down. Oh my God. It was pretty crazy. So we got called back yeah, yeah, and then we had to rerun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was crazy I gate jump. That, yeah. I have. The, on the video, you can actually see the guy. Oh, got an answer. Oh, oh wow. What up, Keith? Justin. How are you, man? Good. How you doing? Good. Oh, I didn't know who was going to call. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Keith, good. How are you? Oops. I'm good. All right. Awesome. Hey, hey Keith. Thank you for calling in, buddy. Hey, Joe. I appreciate it. How are you doing? Excellent. This is Excellent. great. This I'll let you so two great. have your uh, your time together here. I'm hoping this was a good surprise for Justin. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, just you know, living life, working, flooring still, and uh, you know, I don't think anybody knew that Robbie. I mean, Robbie Morales. Everybody knew did flooring for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. His dad did, and so did yeah. my dad. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty pretty crazy that we both have that. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. Two little girls and uh, and married, man. Life goes on, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Wondering how your your talk with Joe's going over there. It's it. What you guys been, what have you guys been rapping about? Uh, it's been all over the place. Let's just say. <laughs> you, you, Keith, Keith, you know how it works. All over the map. Yep. Yeah, we we, we did a little bit. Uh, we did a little bit on a on a bunch of things, but we have not talked about something. One thing I was hoping you'd bring up, and and we're uh, and ask ask away whatever you guys want to talk about. Go for it. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, one thing I think uh, would be cool to talk about is Justin racing the band's Triple Crown downhill races at yeah. uh, X Games back in the day, mm-hmm. er, early 2000s. Yeah, 2000. What was it? 2002. 2001, 2002, 2003, right? Yeah. yeah. X Games. The first, I think Two. the first series was 2000, and then X Games was 2001, 2, and 3. Yeah, exactly. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I kind of look back at some results, and um, pretty impressed looking back on them. The, the first race, the, the, the one at Woodward East, the Vans Triple Crown, mm-hmm. um, you got second place at that first race yeah and fifth, fifth overall in the series yes and, um you know i think that race i guess tell me um what drew you to race those number one and um 
what did you find about those that was like really appealing to your your abilities and you know well i think um the whole thing just set up for me great because of all the amazing trails that everybody built on long island you know um i consider myself like a decent trail rider uh but when it came to those races it was like no breaks no fear just go and i think me and rob and robbie miranda both kind of caught some people off guard with with those races because uh you know i mean robbie was just hands down the best rider at those downhill races i mean without a doubt i mean he killed it killed it i mean but um with me i think that you know like i said i think that the fear factor with me just kind of got set aside while everybody was saying, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is crazy. I was living the thrill through it, you know, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a real lot of fun and getting second place at that first one was just an amazing feeling, you know? So. Hey Keith, give yourself a little credit because that first one, you almost made the main, you made the semi and you almost made it. There was a wreck in that semi, I think. Yeah. I don't remember what happened in the semi, but yeah, I made it, made it to the semi and, um, didn't make that main, but mm-hmm. I, I think racing those things for most people, it was more of a mental challenge than it was um, a, a challenge on the bike, you know. And mm-hmm. like Justin said, there was a huge fear factor, and you had the best double A pros, you know, at the time, and they were just at a mental block on, on those jumps and, yeah. and what was going on there. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think like, you know, Justin. Strelecki, me coming from Shoreham and big jumps and trails on the island, like that probably helped, you know, set Huge. aside the, the fear as far as the jumps went. And mm-hmm. Justin obviously managed to, um, you know, just focus on on riding as fast and good as he could and didn't didn't sweat the, the track at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had a rough. There was that semi. It was in a semi. I had a bad gate. I think I was in like lane six. I went into the second turn dead last and I did a high low move on everybody and came out fourth and then going into that turn after the drop off. Um, what's his face? Uh, who won the whole thing overall? Uh, Sanchez, uh, Chris Sanchez came under me. I mean, how fast were we going in that second turn? Uh, third turn, third turn after the big drop off. I mean, Mach 10 and he came under me. He hit me so hard. And I, I almost went flying off the turn. And luckily, when he hit me, he lost his pedals. And I just got lucky. I got lucky there. And then uh, passed Jamie Staff down the last straightaway in the main with, like, two inches left. I took three grand from him in, in, in about an inch. And I joked about it on uh, one day uh, to him. And he just shrugged it off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a big. That was a big. That was a big turning point for me. I think, and uh, it was a big confidence booster. And unfortunately, that those uh, those series didn't keep going because that would have been that would have been pretty amazing. Yeah, well, it did turn into X Games, which um, yes. went for three years. And so, looking back on those, you got fifth place at the first X Games. Mm-hmm. The second yep. one, you didn't make the main, but you had the second fastest time trial, which is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, and Robbie had the fastest, right? Yep. Yeah, and, and then... The third X Games at Woodward West, 
you made the main and got seventh overall. So yeah, yeah. To make two mains at you know out of three X games, um, mm-hmm. I mean that's like super consistent, you know, as yeah. far as those races went. So I, I think, like you said, those races unfortunately didn't happen, but mm-hmm. uh, keep happening. But for that time and and what they were like to make those mains and do how you did, that's pretty phenomenal. Thank you, thank you. And that one that I got seventh, that last one at Woodward West, I crashed in the last turn. No, coming out of the last turn, I, I crashed. It was, uh, uh, was it Brandon that won that one? Yeah. Brandon, then Kyle Bennett, and I was trying to catch Kyle, and I just, I high side the turn, and I just cased the next double, and then that was it. I was done. So, ended up seventh. Was it Brandon Third. Meadows? Yeah, Meadows won, won that year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, was, Meadows won the Woodward West one. Robbie. Yeah, Robbie won the Woodward East. And I only know this because I was just looking through. I ha- still have the, the magazines from those races. And when when Joe reached out to me, I went and pulled out all the magazines to check them out. <laughs> Actually, Brandon also won the 2001. Really? Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm kind of looking back here. So... Sanchez was another good rider in those. I mean, he won the first series. He walked away from Wrightwood, California race with 80 grand. What? Yeah. From the Between series. the series win and he won, I think, the overall for one of the days at the Woodward. I mean, not the Woodward. the it, it, Mountain High? Is that what it was called? Yeah, Mountain High was the third and final race. Yeah, and he, they did the two at Mountain High because the one got canceled. Because of the rain at the one event. So they, they doubled it one day, you know, two day race. And Sanchez walked away with 80 grand on a weekend. Insane between the two races and, and that. And the championship. Wow. Yeah, so looking back at first X Games 2001, Brandon Meadows won the gold. 2002 was when Robbie won, and then again in 2003, Brandon won the gold. Good for him. I didn't know he won two. That's awesome. Yeah, but those races were just the, – the, the, I really felt in tune at those races, like to the fullest. So, yeah. I got a couple other questions, Joe, that aren't oh. Triple Crown related, but you guys have covered. Um, it, you know what? Go for it because you're going to have a uh... – you're always going to have a great spin on your questions, so I'd, I'd love to hear them. And before you go on, I want to thank you for handling that van so amazing <laughs> when we hit the deer. <laughs> and just from my perspective, I'm sleeping in the back of the van, and I just went over this with, with, uh, with Tom Bavona. I'm in the back of the van sleeping, and all I hear is just, oh my God! Boom! And then the rumble strips, I'm laying on my back. So I don't even know if we're upside down or not. Like, I have no clue. And all your mom is going, good job, Keith. Good job. Good job, Keith. Calm down. Calm down. (laughs) And, you know, listen, if I never said thank you, thank you. for Because that could have been really bad for all of us. And uh, thank you for keeping that one under control. I blew that gear apart, man. I think it exploded. Oh my god! It'll yeah. 
as I said on the other one, there was poop all down the van. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of vehicles, one thing I, I popped into my head that I thought would be pretty funny. So you used to have a lower truck. Yes. And one day you show up at Shoreham and you got, you got a new uh, saying put across the top of your windshield. <laughs> and it was supposed to say basically scraping because it was a lower mini and what you didn't realize is they spelled it wrong and it said basically scrapping <laughs> <laughs> but it was spelt that way because i had a i forgot why like i had to shorten it so s-c-r-a-p yeah so oh, and as yeah. tom used to call it, it was, Basically, kazapin, as he says. Kazapin. 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 I have to pull out. I got pictures. I got to look on how that was actually spelt. But I remember people used to call it basically sc- scrapping. Exactly. But yeah. I think, I think what you were all proud when you showed up and like someone read it and you were like, what? And you had no idea it was spelled <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. still to the day, I'm not a really good speller, so it's probably correctly that I spelt it wrong. <laughs> um, and I'm talking about, like, not a sticker. Like, this wasn't a little sticker. This was across the whole windshield. Where back in the day, you tinted, like, half the windshield. Well, I mean, I did because I was, you know. But anyway, and these letters were probably, what, 10 inches tall on the windshield. It was big. <laughs> so I had to fit basically scraping on the windshield. So I had to abbreviate it, and it probably did say scrapping. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! I love that truck, though. Oh my god. Another vehicle thing is you—you you had one of the families that had a motorhome. Yes. And traveled all the races in, and all I remember was every family that had a motorhome that went to nationals is at some point they all broke down and uh i'm figuring you probably had at least one good motorhome breakdown story oh god yeah so if anybody knows the bqe between the throgsneck bridge and and uh the washington bridge it's probably 12 o'clock at night the motorhome breaks down on the bqe oh going to a race Right? I got, actually, I got, that reminds me of another one on the BQE. So, <laughs> so we got, we got tractor trailers railing past us. The fuel pump goes. But my dad, he used to keep underneath the, the, the seat on the, you know, like where the table was and the table folds down and there was a storage underneath yeah. there. He had every single part for that motorhome that could possibly break. Fuel pumps, what? like alternators, like he had everything. My dad was literally under the truck, under the motorhome, fixing the fuel pump on the BQE. What, 18 wheelers blowing past us. The whole motorhome rocking. It was some scary stuff. Like, that was scary. And my dad, like, would fix it on the road, be done in a half hour, boom, start it up and go and make it to the race. So, yeah, that was, that was probably the most memorable one. And then the time that my mom almost killed us was, was another one. Now, my mom was a school bus driver. So she was used to driving big vehicles. But the buses have stiff suspension, right? 
So we're going through Pennsylvania or whatever one thing. And you know when they used to do the construction and they used to bring it down to one lane with the barriers on both sides where you basically had no room? She's going through these things, winding in and out, and there's tractor trailers up her ass. And she's freaking out. They're, she hears them on the, la, on the CB saying, get that motorhome out of the way, blah, blah, blah. And she's freaking out. She touched on the front end on the barrier at one point. The whole ra- I was sitting in the front seat. My dad was sleeping. My dad wakes up and goes, what the hell? My mom's like, the next exit? I'm out of this thing. I can't drive this thing anymore. And it was scary. If we were to crash right there, we've been another time, we would have been all dead. And, I mean, these tractor trails were up our asses. After that, they didn't say a word. They backed off. And then my mom got out of it. And then that was it. So that was the two... Two pretty much craziest things that I I have experienced in the motorhome. So yeah, <laughs> and then when my dad got mad at the BQE and threw garbage out on it, <laughs> we're on the BQE and everybody knows the BQE BQE with all the potholes and it was horrible. And my dad's getting pissed. He's like, "This damn road, bye He takes the garbage can and just dumps all the garbage out on the side as he's doing sixty on the BQE. He's taking the garbage can, dumping all the garbage on the BQE. Wow! <laughs> so he got back at the BQE. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Um, I don't know how to shift gears into this one, but I'm just gonna go with it. All right. Sure. True or false? You were a male stripper at one time. Ah, false. <laughs> I got asked to work at a male strip club, and then I turned it down when I lived in California. So if that's what it's referring to, and I got asked to 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 be a male dancer, like by the by the place, then I said no, I don't think I can. What I'll do is I'll be like a waiter. So you kind of walk around in pants and no shirt on, whatever. And then it came down to it, and uh, I turned it down. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So You know who false. took his spot then, Keith? What's that? You know who took his spot then? <laughs> Nasty? No, nope, Todd, Todd Steen. <laughs> oh. Uh, he, was, he was a whole other level. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I didn't want to go all the way there, but yeah, yeah he was a whole other level. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I, I was close, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> All right. So, pants and no shirt. Were you wearing sweatpants? Probably sweatpants with the bottoms rolled up to my uh, to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's Long Island I style. I got pictures of me racing in white CNA oh. shirt, white sweatpants, but they're pulled up to my knee. Like seriously, pulled up to my knee. The eighties. Oh. Everyone had sweatpants, but I think Justin. Justin kind of owned it a lot, a lot more than most most people. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, funny. And I even, oh no, I didn't have my Pro Tech helmet at that time. The no visor. No, that was when uh, I was a rookie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only other thing I kind of thought would be cool to mention is, I think you were always really. underrated and overshadowed because even at, at Shoreham you raced Strelecki and Gaska <laughs> and you were in the amateur days you were 
a lot smaller than everyone else. And then you kind of hit this like late growth spurt. Because I always remembered you as the little kid racing like guys that were bigger than you. But then at some point, it's like you were tall and, and, you know, built. So how do you think that kind of affected your your racing as an amateur and then kind of getting into the pro side? Well, as an amateur, I'm being, you know, I didn't think anybody really noticed that I was a lot smaller. And when I was smaller, like, I don't remember noticing that. But seeing pictures after I got older, me next to Ronnie or me next to Timmy on the track, I was a lot smaller. And then I saw a picture. I don't know if you remember Chase Beninga. Is that name? So it was like 9 to 11 Cruiser. And it was like me, Chase Beninga, and Mark Sterius. And Mark Sterius is very big for being 11-year-old, you know. And I'm on the track with them. And you see this picture. And I am a midget to them. Like, I am literally so small. But I think being so small, I learned how to weave through the pack and make moves. So that gave me the ability, you know, when I was older, even that age, when I did get, you know, did grow and turned pro. As I mean, let's face it, I never had a gate start even as a pro. And I'd have to, you know, weave through the pack. And I think that's... You know, being small and then growing into being bigger, I think that gave me a lot of, you know, uh, track uh, moves, technique, where I was able to, you know, move through the pack even in, in you know, A and double A pro. I think anything else I'd ask, Joe, you probably have covered through a bunch of other questions from people. So um, I can, uh... if you got a couple, if we may not have done them yet, so I'm all for it, buddy. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think one other thing to touch on with with Justin was his jumping abilities. I think he, to me, he wasn't like as much of a trail rider as some of the other guys on Long Island. But then at some point, it's like he had tricks, and the only person I believe to three sixty the triple step at Charm. Oh. <laughs> um, so I, I never thought of Justin as a jumper, but then at some point he was. Mm. A lot of people asked about exactly what you're saying. We have not touched on it. So I'm really happy you mentioned the 360 on the triple step. Maybe you could explain that a little bit to people listening. Well, if, if you ever went to Shoreham, you know the triple step. If you didn't go, there was a jump um, on the second last st- second last straightaway at Shoreham that was, I mean, maybe 8 to 10 feet tall and over... I want to say we measured it once and it was like 27 feet or it was it's big it wasn't 30 but it wasn't 20 it was you know 25 to 30 and what a two trip. two two foot rise yeah i mean it yeah. you know it went up went flat there was kind of a whoop on the top that dipped in and then the third step so you know it, it had different ways to take it racing you could speed jump jump you could try to roll the whole thing if you jumped the first two, you were jumping to flat after that. <laughs> but, you know, there was a handful of us that could jump the whole thing. And it was tough because it was at the end of the track, mm-hmm. and you really had to sprint full speed through a turn and up to it to, to get that distance. And then just out of nowhere one day, Justin 360 did it. Well, we got to blame that on Daryl because Daryl Noah, I don't know if I mentioned it in staging one day, like in practice. He started pushing me to do a 360 over it. 
And I wasn't, listen, I really wasn't known for tricks. Like, I would just throw some stuff out here and there. But he was like, oh, I'll video it. I'll video it. Just do it. Do it. You can do it. And I don't know if he was just trying to get me hurt. But I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And, and I started out on the S-turn. And I came full sprint. 360'd it and over-rotated and almost ate it pretty bad. Yeah, that was. I think that was the biggest 360 I've ever done. And uh, ever seen done. And then Brian Farsa went and 360 the last double at the X Games that year at Woodward West. Yeah. <laughs> that was big. That was a big 360. <laughs> yeah, so that whole 360 in the triple step was uh, Daryl's deal. He pushed me to do it. And it's the opening of Trailblazing, that, that yeah. video that he did. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah, oh, man. Props for that. Ooh, absolutely. Tom Tom Bavone had, had uh, I have this written down. He had the same question, but we hadn't gotten to it. But uh, yeah, he he said he just said absolutely amazing. And how did how did that three sixty feel on that triple step? It 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 literally felt slow motion because I had to spin so slow because I was going so fast that I mean. You're going full speed. Like, you're going race speed when you jump that thing, if not faster, right, Keith? Like, yeah. It was, you're going super fast. I mean, you pedaled around that whole turn before. So I had to rotate so slow, but it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, to just jump that jump straight, you had to sprint your hardest. Like, there was no, you know, kind of taking it three-quarter speed. It was full sprint as fast as you could go. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. But you guys, you guys designed that track so good in the day. It was so awesome, and you, you know, I mean, you, Timmy, Ronnie, all the guys who built that track. That's the reason why there were so many fast guys from Shoreham. And I really, you know, I think uh, was it uh, who touched on it with all the number ones at the Grands that time, that year. Uh, oh, and Tom. Past five Tom. Uh, yeah, I think it was Tom Bavona. But, I mean, I think out of all the tracks in the country, Shoreham has turned out the most successful riders. It was pretty amazing, I think. And I think it was also because of trails, and we all pushed each other. And, again, another thank you, because I loved riding with you guys. And, uh, you know, our families got along great, and we always had a blast. Yeah, Shoreham was uh was pretty special. It was, it was. Do you remember? Do you remember anything? I think it was the Jack Frost one year, where they they were betting on me, Ronnie, and Timmy. I don't know. Oh, I think it was. I think it was Rob Mick Enos got like all the group together and they. They got in trouble because they were betting money on me, Timmy, and Ronnie who was going to win. Like each moto even, you know. And I remember like the parents were so mad about it. And then they got in a lot of trouble like for doing it. Which, I don't know. I look back and I think that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Some right? Parents probably, some parents probably wanted in on that bet. Yeah, right? <laughs> The, the one in Jersey, not wasn't wasn't at Egg Harbor. It was at uh, 
Would you say Flemington? Si- oh, maybe Howell. Howell. Like Central Jersey, you think? Howell always had the Iron Man classic. I don't know where. That's maybe what it was. Maybe it was the Iron Man. Yeah. This this is yeah. going back. You know, we might have been 14, 15 years old. You know, maybe even 12. Oh, all right. Yeah, this is going back a long time ago. Gotcha. But I was just wondering if if uh, if you had remembered anything about that. No, but it, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. It does bring bring up the fact of kind of the the battles that you, Ronnie, and Timmy had every week at Shoreham and then yeah. at Nationals. And I'm sure you and you and Joe are talking about that, or or will talk about that. But, yeah, we, um, we were talking about that before, and it's just like, you know, they were asking me. You know who who I thought was the best out of the group, and I think Ronnie, hands down, had the most skill, and I think he got the better of and either of us. But uh, you know, Timmy had the power, and I think I was just the runt pulling up the pack. Ninety five percent of the time, they would beat me, but I would get them once in a while. But again, you know, that's you know. That's what drives, right? That's what drives somebody. So, you know, I, I don't think I could have had the life that I had if it wasn't for them and everybody that was associated to our, you know, Long Island BMX in general. And it, I mean, it just shows like, you know, the battles you guys had, the fact that people would be betting on it, you know? Yeah. Like people, yeah. people look forward to watching those those races, those main events, motos, you know? Yeah, pretty cool. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'd like to thank you for the photo shoots and the photo ops and and everything that you helped, you know, keep my career going as a, you know, as a rider and then as a pro also. And I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Uh, thanks. No worries, man. It was always a pleasure. Cool. Those are great chats that... Uh that Justin gave to me uh, that I was going through for the podcast announcement. And um, I was pretty sure you took that one of him doing the unturned down or that was you, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Where, where was that taken? Let me look at it real quick. That, okay. That was, the, that was hooligans. That was the, the trails yeah. on uh, the Sun State Parkway. Yeah. Yeah. It, that is such a rad shot. It's, it's so awesome. You have to really look at it to understand how contorted and difficult that is, I think. That became my trick for some reason. I don't know why. I couldn't do a turndown. So my turndowns would turn into like a Leary. No. Yeah. You, he, you took another picture, I think, of him doing a turndown that was really awesome. Yeah, but it's kind of like Am I right a, about that? It's kind of like a Leary, though. I and I crashed on that one, too, by the way. I definitely have photos of, of both of those tricks. But, um, yeah, Justin was really good at like the unlook down oh gotcha yeah i mean it's he's he's twisted around and that's that's a hard position to be in for sure yeah hey well he's looking for the picture can i get a ruling from you on something keith what's that yeah it does look more like a leary sorry thank you thank you for that table of contents picture that's like my favorite picture of all times by the way yeah which which one's that (laughs) the one Uh, at cheap when we did the uh the shoot at cheap You're on free agent. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Sanchez is on the cover. Yep. What's the trick you're doing? Uh, a Leary slash turndown. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's a pretty badass picture. It, it, <laughs> it is. Say. It's an awesome picture. <laughs> uh, so crazy. So I'll hit this ruling real quick from from my perspective, which is usually wrong. Uh, it seemed like a lot of guys down here had their bars back to like knee banger position. 
and I was thinking of Ronnie, Justin. We all had low bars, but for some reason, it, it seems like the bars were further back on Long Island for for quite a few of you guys. Does that make any sense, or am I dreaming it? Um, I don't remember that much. No. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, <laughs> I well, personally, I my bars were were kind of forward for a while, so I was mm-hmm. the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I do remember that. Keith did ride his bars a little more forward than us. Was yeah. were Ronnie's back? Do you think I'm just thinking of that? Maybe. I think the one thing that was pretty consistent on Long Island was seats were way kicked back and pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> what yes. was that about? Why did we yes. even do that? Yes. I don't know, and I think it's like once someone did it, everyone, everyone, you know, latched onto it, and then it just became like. Who could point it up higher? Which was a pretty bad idea. I I remember Ronnie had his pretty straight up. Yeah, especially yeah. on his cruiser, I think oh. was really crazy. Oh man, that's that's great. I hadn't even thought about that one, Keith. And uh, it was like you know I used to ride from my house to to the trails, and I, I don't even know how I was able to ride like that. You know, I would ride forty five minutes to an hour. And I don't even know how I rode a bike with my seat. You actually had to hold onto your handlebars so you didn't slide off off the seat. (laughs) Good Good times. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I'm going to let you get back to it. And um, I definitely look forward to listening to this one. All right. Keith, thank you so much, man. And and thank you for everything, too. You know, just throughout, you know, life in general, man. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Joe, for, you know, having me call in and. Great talking with you, Justin, and uh, have fun with the rest of this. All right. All right, man. Take Th- care, bud. Thank you, Keith. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Have fun. All right. All right thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. So those are all your call-ins. We get the, all the, right. those done. With, and it, I knew he'd have some good stuff. So although we already talked about motorhomes, mm-hmm. that's why I wanted him to still ask the questions because he puts a, a different – I said spin. I really meant like a different uh, – Different vision, different view yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it caused you to bring up the story of your dad having all the extra parts, which is so wild. So crazy. He had everything. See? Everything that would break down mm-hmm. that you could fix yeah. within two hours, right. he had it. Yeah. yeah. And he literally would... To know how dangerous that is on the BQE at night, oh, and yeah. he he was under that truck, and he pulled out that fuel pump, put the mm-hmm. new one in, yeah. and... Half hour, forty minutes. We were driving away. Yeah, and oh, I, I, oh, man. you know, and it goes back to what we were saying about what our parents did for us. And I can never seriously thank my parents enough for just, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think my dad at times had to borrow money mm-hmm. to get me to the races. You know, and my dad had a successful business. Sure, you know? sure. But and he, it was, it was a lot of money, man. Especially to, to drive, so, say, to Tennessee or or Florida, Florida, was, whatever. With the, I was going to California. RV. I was on a flight in Cal- to California. I was 11 years old. Really? Yeah, we raced that NorCal race at uh, I don't know where it was, but it yeah, it was Jimmy Leach, me. Oh man, talk um, about a guy with some strong ass legs. Oh my what god! What a beast! He got me. Jimmy Leach got me on uh, on CNH because he was That's on CNH first. Did yeah. Bobby Ivanell also? Bobby was on CNH. Was on CNH? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have, I don't have it here, but I have a picture of the whole CNH team at Woodward. Oh, 
Right. When Woodward had the international back in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. You know? Yeah, flat first turn. Yeah. Yeah. Super fast, flat mm -hmm. first turn. Yep. Which, I, which was cool because you know, it created a whole different. I should have got my parents' album. My parents had mm -hmm. the, the photo album with all my, you know, when we were kids, you know, like all that stuff oh, growing up. And uh, we, got yeah. time to, we got time to visit that over the night. I'll be down again. Kenny Hogg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember Kenny yeah. Hart? Yep. Jimmy Hossel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you guys had a lot of good guys down mm -hmm. here. Hossel was down here, right? He was, he was Jimmy Hossel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. Jimmy Leach, of course. Yeah. yeah Leach. You, guys, you guys had a lot. And those are guys that were a little bit older, so mm -hmm. they they were kind of leaving as as our group started to come down this way, I, I believe. Because they were late or mid to late eighties guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started racing, I think eighty five. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I did Shorm. Mm -hmm. Started, uh, you know, rookie. Then right. you, know, you had to win three first, second, or thirds. Yeah. And you were, you were uh, turned up. But yeah. going back to parents. <clears throat> so. I saw BMX first. I saw motocross on TV, mm -hmm. and I was like, I want to do that. You know. Eight years old. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah. do that. I want to race that. I want to do that. Yeah. Eight years. My parents are like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. First of all, that's dangerous. Second of all, we don't get the money for that. Yeah. Yeah. Then a couple months later, saw. Um, you want to hold up for a minute? Okay. A couple months later, saw one of the BMX World Championships or something yeah. on TV, and oh, I was like, "Well, if I Orlando, bro." No, no, it was before no. Orlando. Uh, yeah. It was a California race. Oh, that's right, because you said 80. Yeah, we're going back to 83 now, yeah. 84, you know, before that. Orlando, I think it was 87. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. go for it. Todd Lyons. <laughs> It'll remind he you. Killed it there. <laughs> he killed Double. it at that race. Doubled. Yeah. Uh-huh. Doubled. So, um, so I, oh, I want to do that, you know. So yeah. I, all right. Went down to the local bike shop, Holbrook Bikes. Wound up racing for them for a couple of years before yeah. CNH. Yeah, I was a rookie. Yeah. Uh, went down there, found out about the BMX track. Mm -hmm. Christmas came. Mongoose, California, red, in the in the garage. Drill, so sorry. Drill, drilled out rims, pro class uh, rims. Yes, pro class rims. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I still had it. Wish I still had it. Beat up that bike. Yeah. Beat up that bike. I got oh. so much trouble because I just beat. As soon as I knew I was, I was. I got my elf. Yeah. The bike was garbage yeah, to me, yeah. you know. But anyway, right. so. We would go to the beach. Now, mm -hmm. here on Long Island, yeah. you could drive on the beach. You get a permit. You drive on the beach. You, you were able to camp on the beach. We had a pop-up camper. So every Sunday, we would go to the beach. Yeah. That, was, that was what we did as a family. Now, I'm nine years old. Uh, yeah, nine years old. And that's what we did. But racing was on Sunday. Ah, right? so came back. So, we we agreed we're gonna go we're gonna go race right yeah. so we're getting ready and my dad's pissed yeah. like he's pissed he's not going to the beach uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh -huh. we're not doing this every weekend don't fall in love with this blah 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 and I'm already crying because I'm gonna love it all I from when I was two two years old I broke my train wheels off my bike yeah and I was never without a bike after that uh -huh. like I literally broke them off with a rock yeah and just taught myself how to ride a bike. <laughs> With a rock. With a rock. Broke him <laughs> off. And then, so I'm, I'm crying. I'm already knowing I'm going to love the sport. Right? Uh -huh. And then uh, mm -hmm. we get there, race, I win. First place. Yeah. 
So now I'm like, all week, like, oh man, it sucks. I'm never gonna go back. Never gonna go back. And boom, Sunday came. Dad said, come on, let's go. Going to race. My dad never went back to the beach on Sunday ever since that day. And it's the dedication that shows yeah. what they do. Yeah. And, you know, right. I can't thank them enough and mm-hmm. my parents enough and just for yeah. giving us the life, you know? I mean, it yeah. was not easy, you know? Are your parents both still alive? Yes, both still alive. They're both to get this still together. I'm going to encourage you to do something. Okay. But please do yourself a favor and do what I almost did but didn't with my father. I wish I just sat down and recorded a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. It's past. But it'd be really cool for yourself to preserve an audio uh, mm-hmm. memory. I mean, you could do video, but it's much easier to store the audio. Do one with your parents. It'll be something that, that uh, you'll have for your kids when they're old enough to understand. Yeah. And really, you know, their grandparents uh, and the way you understand, recollect your parents now and how grateful you are. Uh, yeah, do it. Definitely do it. It's, uh, it's something worth doing. You know, not all this recording has to be for the whole world. You know, yeah. Some of it's just your own, your own uh, family, family collection. Yeah. Like yeah. a photo album, but I wish I had saved a voicemail from my dad or something, something mm-hmm. where I could hear his voice. So yeah, I, I, anyone listening, do it. Just find mm-hmm. a way and just do it. Your phones will do it, and you can save it. You'll be yeah. good. But anyway, yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Were you doing that so, subject? Because yeah, I have yeah, questions yeah. to follow up on for, with Keith because uh, that 360 did come up a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> Keith, I, I love Keith's version of everything. Uh, Keith's version <laughs> was, was great. You know, uh, let's see. It's more. It's more mentioning people that ask the question. Bill Klein, Wild Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked. He just just talked about how amazing it was. He still remembers to this day. And yeah, Tommy Bavona mentioned it also. Yeah, so so that's that. I'm, I'm yeah, that triple step thing was that was that was pretty risky. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. And and it's not like you go to the trails and you pop a three sixty. I mean, you go on full speed. Mm-hmm. And that that's what was a crazy thing about it. And right. it was Daryl's fault why I did it. He pushed me. He pushed because me. Because he was recording. Well, you know, he just kept on nagging me about it do oh, it just verbally do it. just do it every yeah. every every practice lap around the track come on and he was up on the starting line. come on man 360 360 boom he's I, a motivator man he let me tell you something i went what was that uh that event they had at what's his name's backyard uh pennsylvania oh if it was someone's backyard he had that big event the red bull i think was a red bull oh Jennifer? Jennifer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike T- I'm, I'm sorry I blanked out on your name no, for a second. No, no, no. I don't know why I would ever. I mean, famous for the hip, hip pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He told me a really funny story about that hip pack, but I can't oh, beat it. <laughs> well, I will but, tell you that real quick before you tell your John mm-hmm. Cork, uh story, he still kills it i, I think know he's got i see videos i think he's got a year on me i think sorry mike if it's the other other direction maybe a year younger but rides posh um uh, caddy and his own his own house mm-hmm. like a champ like it just so, I, seeing I love it. anybody older ride like that is amazing and i remember yeah. bill um madden yeah back yeah. a long time ago i think he was 30 
extra skin. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And oh, that is his company, extra right? skin. It reminds me about the knuckle bone thing. <laughs> I thought we were gonna be able to avoid knuckle bone. Could never avoid knuckle bone. Never. Rolling when he hears Because I was knuckle bone. I rode for Knucklebone. I forgot. <laughs> I would be on the gate. Oh, and hearing knuckle. from down the street, South Park, Knuckle, and it would echo through the whole entire place. And it, listen, why anybody would get mad that they're yelling Knucklebone, especially the company, how much free advertisement did they get? Yeah, right. Come on. I mean, you can't answer something better than that. It sounded funny as hell. But... Knucklebutt! <laughs> oh my god, so great! Um, but you extra skin, wow. that just made me just yeah, pop yeah. off. But Bill, Bill, Madden. Bill Madden, I was young. Yeah. I think he was like, I think he was 30 at the time. Because how old, how old is he now? Right now, he's, I think he's 55, somewhere around there. So, and he still rides. So 10 years older than me? He seems so much older than me at the time. Mm-hmm. But... I think it was 28 or 30 years old. It did seem old. old back then. Yeah. 30 seemed very, very old when we were 20. Yeah. So. And there was like a jumping contest at Orlando. Yeah. And he was killing it. One foot at XF. And people would be like, yo, check this guy out. He's 30. <laughs> and he was just killing it, man. Mm-hmm. Killing it. And I was yeah. always impressed by that. Yeah. There's two people I was impressed by when it comes to stuff like that. It was him and Bobby Ivanella. Yeah. Bobby Ivanella won the NBL Grands one year with a broken wrist. That Cast does not and surprise all. me at all. Cast and all. And I always said, there is no injury that will hold you back from winning. Right. No, I mean, let's see, compound fracture, whatever. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but something like that. And then it turned out I wound up racing with a broken wrist for a full year downhill. I yeah, had it. Yeah. I had a broken wrist. You don't remember? I raced South Park one year with weightlifting strap. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers that. I don't remember that. But yeah. I, but I like I it. couldn't hold on. I couldn't hold on. Oh, it was before the first Vans Triple Crown. Yeah. I had a broken wrist. Because okay. that was the seventh. Uh, Woodward was usually, after. Uh, usually no, July 4th July. weekend. July 4th yeah. July weekend. Right. I had weightlifting straps on. I raced the whole downhill series with a broken wrist. I had a scaphoid. And that's bad. So I wore a wrist guard. Mm-hmm. And then I got weightlifting strap, and I would strap it around my handlebars on the gate. So I was literally attached. <laughs> so yeah, but that that was my demise, and which I didn't touch on um, the Keith call. Mm-hmm. That was my demise at the Vance Triple Crown. Oh, okay. And we went into that last race at California, and it was a double weekend. I was having a really bad weekend. I crashed so many times in practice, and mm-hmm. I I just didn't know what to do at this point. Okay, and that was practice. The first race was uh, the last r- lap in practice. They got done water in the track, and I slid out in the turn, and it landed on my wrist. So that was at the top. So I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, still go down. I landed on my wrist, and it hurt. So I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish off the course. Yeah. So I go all the way back up, and I come Booking now. No, so this is the time trial day. So now the next day, time tri- before time trials, I, uh, I'm doing my laps and I'm riding pretty decent now. The last, before you came down, the last thing, it was like this triple and then you came down in a big double. And then you just went down this giant like finish line thing. Before the triple, my hand let go. Yeah. So I went off one-handed rodeo style. Oh. 
launched off the triple, and I think the backside was had to be a, at least ten or fifteen feet high. Oh, I overshot, went way past, and blew up. Uh-huh. And I never actually went to the doctor, but I think I broke both my heels. Uh-huh. I had broken ribs. Uh-huh. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, I couldn't yeah, even move. Yeah, yeah. So I did my time trial yeah. anyway, even after that crash. And that's yeah. the one he said you had the fastest. No, no. Okay. I think I still got ninth. Wow. I think I was still ninth in time trial. And then I said, all right, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I should have went to the hospital. Yeah. Because if I went to the hospital, I could have probably got some cortisone shots or something. Yeah. Some Something that I could have raced with. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I was up. It was a three-way run where anybody could win. Yeah. Yeah, because it was only, at this point, it was only one race. Right. So there was so many of us, you know, me, Robbie Miranda... Sanchez, maybe Thomas Allier or something like that. Oh, that were within striking. That within striking, this is a winning. You know, yeah. I guess anybody because anybody who made the main at Woodward could have won. Right. You know, when you look at it that way. Right. James Staff, that I took three thousand dollars from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I had Jamie Beswick at, yeah. at X Games West. Uh huh. Tell me, you guys are insane. I can't believe you do this. I looked at him. I said, me. You on that freaking yeah, like, right. What are you kidding? We, we were yeah, sitting yeah. on the infield, whatever, just sure. you know, just talking. And for him to look at us yeah. and think we were insane right. and how much talent we had. Right. You got a guy doing twenty yeah. foot airs out of a half pipe doing yeah. you know three sixty backflips. How is that even comparable yeah. to what we're doing? Right. Like I look at that. Like you're you screw up, you're landing yeah. on hard floor. You know, at least we're Sliding on dirt. It's somewhat relative. I yeah. mean, it's mm-hmm. it, you're you're all crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, all crazy. we're all crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're all crazy. You know, just from any, anywhere, anybody that gets on that gate is you oh know, yeah, is it you know just to get out. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the 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 broken wrist thing. So then I wind up after that race. So I woke up the next morning. Woke yeah. up the next morning and I couldn't move. Could not move my body. Oh, no. And I woke up at like five in the morning to try to get my body going. Yeah. And it was it was it was just done. And I had to watch both yeah. di- both races, both weekends. And uh, I, I was very yeah. proud. I don't know if anybody knows, you know, Chris Sanchez. Mm-hmm. One of the most humble, funny, outgoing guys. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that he won that. You know, I would like to see Robbie win. I think maybe Robbie got second or third Miranda. overall. Yeah. Yeah. But Next to Robbie, it couldn't have been a better winner for that race yeah. because, again, you have your you have your top double A's right. and you have, and they're all phenomenal riders, or mm-hmm. else they wouldn't be top. I don't care how much power you have sure. or whatnot. But when it, it came, wasn't a power race. When it came to that, there was other standouts, and to have them two stand out, you know, yeah. was just awesome. And not realizing now that even won two Brandon medals, won two gold medals. I knew he won one. I didn't know that's that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So good for him. Yeah. Definitely. You know. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna read something because I'm gonna brag about you for you, because you should. Uh, Darren Meenan pulled this off from Meenan. the X Games website, and uh, you just said just uh, from sorry, is this the quote from uh, from the X Games for downhill? Justin Alfredo is designed for downhill BMX. He took fifth overall in the Vans Triple Crown Series in mm-hmm. 2000, placed fifth in the X Games in 2001, and ninth in 2002, which must be when you got hurt, right? No, ninth, ninth in 2002, that was... So what Keith was saying, um, I had the f- second fastest time trial. Yeah. That event, yeah, yeah. I fell in the semi. I was like in fourth or third, uh-huh. and I slid out in a turn. Oh, no. 
And then ninth place was the consolation main, the B main that you were talking about uh, earlier. I see, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was the consolation main. I won that, which yeah. still was twelve hundred bucks for ninth place. Yeah, I can't beat right. that. I mean, it Take wasn't it. you know, yeah. Well, the, the, the rest of what it says is uh, Justin has finished in the top 10 of every downhill BMX event he has entered. He only races the MBL slash ABA national circuits on a part-time basis while he works for his father's carpet business on a full-time basis. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I wrote down, I said, what, are, what's, what a coincidence with Robbie Morales. Oh, yeah. Okay. Same, uh-huh. same deal. But that was Darren that pulled that quote off. He's got some questions too, but I wanted to read that for those that, uh, that aren't familiar. And I certainly wasn't familiar with that but yeah uh, i mean i was fortunate enough to be able to work for my dad right you know when i was home right you know i mean when i was on free agent i was barely home yeah i don't know if anybody knows that free agent i mean we were on tour from we were on tour for two months at a time me daryl daryl cruz was our team manager Oh, was he, yeah. didn't he used to be like a Sonic or something? Yeah, Sonic Racing. Okay. Yep. He All was right. the team manager. He's, he got me on yeah. at uh, Tanglewood one year. Tanglewood, yeah. North Carolina, he came up to me. Oh, okay. And he's like, oh, would you want to ride free agent? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And you know, going back, I wish I trained a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not, this is probably getting off the subject now. Nah, but Not at all. I never realized how much Levesque, Todd Lyons, right. all those guys made. I kind of stayed out of the loop just enough where I didn't realize it because I was making a decent penny. Yeah. And I had a deal with free agent. Those checks. Well, I'm talking salary-wise, sponsorship-wise. Sure, you know? sure. Um, oh, I get you aside from winnings. Free agent would mm-hmm. match my winnings. So I would go. No one knew this. So I would race all the pro series. And at the time, then they had all the non-pro series races. I would also go to all the non-pro series races. Yeah. I'd get first, second. I'm I'm making a thousand bucks. Doubling your money. Doubling my money on a weekend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was great. But it wasn't money that those guys were making. Sure. You know, and unfortunately I I just never realized. I, yeah. I never wanted to ask like yeah. what you know, what are you, what's the top guys making at the time? Yeah. But now going back and hearing, you know, two hundred grand, two fifty. You want someone to find out? My buddy Dale Holmes. If you listen to his podcast, yeah. it used yeah. to be called High Low. Now it's BMXWeekly.com, I believe is the name of the podcast. But he, uh, or just BMX Weekly. Mm-hmm. I love listening to his because, not that this is the basis of his of his uh, interviews, but he's not afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. He'll talk financials yeah, yeah. with anyone he interviews. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is it it was 20 years ago. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, uh-huh. who yeah. the hell cares? Well, like, Todd- the money's... That was yesterday, yeah, yeah. way yesterday. Yeah, well, you know Todd I mean? came out and said how much money he was making back in the day, like on his Lines? Instagram. Yeah, I forgot oh, what, he what it was. doesn't care if anyone knows. He's bragging about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at him now. What a dream job that is, right? Yeah. No, he <laughs> he, he earned that. He's oh my god, my mm-hmm. god, yeah, he definitely, definitely, has, definitely. But, good for him. So anyway, yeah, that was a, th- those were money years, right? And mm-hmm. they continued. They probably got bigger after I got out of it in '97 or so. Yeah, it sounds like the money yeah, got. Well, I think pretty we big. besides the eighties, mm-hmm. I think we were second highest paid area. I don't know what they're making now. Sure, you know with the Olympics and everything. But well, the problem is some of them are making it, but very very few. Yeah, well that's how it was back then too. Sure, you know? but I mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah, worse than ever. Oh really? Few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's coming around though. I I I do think so. I think. 
the, probably the only silver lining of, of COVID mm-hmm. is the fact that a lot of people are getting out, a lot of people are buying bikes. It's yeah. a good opportunity mm-hmm. for these manufacturers yeah. to uh, to get their names out there because mm-hmm. they have you know, their product is is out there. It's a it's a perfect time to be involved. So maybe that'll maybe that'll come into BMX. Uh, I think it is in the attendance part of things because USA BMX. I have a friend through there that Shannon Gillette, and uh, he just said they are so busy. Their national moto cool. counts are just through through the roof. I think there's a good resurgence going on, and I'm grateful for it because it's it, we all want BMX to be there forever for for everyone to try at some point, whatever age. Uh, boy, girl, doesn't matter. Have it there for them so they can just enjoy it like you and I did and uh, just experience it. Yeah. You know, but anyway, kind of like I was talking about earlier, I think off record is everyone should try pro when they get to that level. Just try mm-hmm. it. Who yeah. cares if you get smoked? Who cares? It's turn back. That's the height of it. Mm-hmm. And you made it, you made it to the height of it, experience yeah. it, reclassify as you get older. But anyway, I want to uh, read you one more thing. This is from Satoshi, Satoshi and a uh, trails warrior guy in Japan. He, oh, he's, you can say that a lot. Who, who is I, it? Who yeah, is that? I mean, he, Trails he, I, mean I, I don't know. Uh, he, he said he rode with me one day at Sev's, and I'm just trying that's to. What it, and I went on yeah. his thing trying to figure out if I knew who he was, but he looks he, young. So um, is he young or is he my yeah, age? He's like, no, he's your age. Oh, okay. He's your age. All right. He uh, was probably one of the few that came over from Japan and raced ABA Grands. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. He makes yearly trips to Caddy. So he's pretty familiar with the U.S. That's awesome. Okay, and he's a an amazing rider. So you'll often see uh, ride like a crawfish. Uh, he's Emmanuel's like crazy. Really? It, it's uh, just really amazing. Cause so he got Norcup one year, huh? He did. Oh, okay. He did. Mm-hmm. So it would have been I, I I forget what they called it then. Now it's Trail Rider of the Year. Satoski's awesome, and he he listens to all these, and he. Uh, I've interviewed him. He's in there somewhere. I, 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 I'll tell a really fast story. When he won number one uh, trail rider of the year, I took one of my old president's cups and, and had a, had a, um, a new placard made that said Satoshi ended number one trails rider of the year, but I didn't put, I think that was before our BMX became our BMX. Either way, I made it for him. So there's a family he stays with, every year with his friends that come with him from Japan to ride Caddy and Posh. Mm-hmm. I made a Nora Cup trophy for that stays in Pennsylvania at this guy's house, and then he has his one at home. That's cool. So uh, uh, Satoshi's an awesome guy. So he, yes, he had looked, uh, commented on that because he's a fan. He's a big fan, and he's an, an amazing trails awesome. rider. Yeah, and he came to Seb's. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's why I read that, yeah. Yeah. Man. I didn't want to answer too many things on there because sure. I wanted people to get the answers here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, so I yeah, was trying not to answer anything, but yeah, that's kind of the idea. You hope they listen to it here. Well, actually, they would anyway. It's just uh, the conversation you have back and forth is fun because it brings up yeah. topics that maybe mm-hmm. you hadn't thought of, and they, you know, whoever you're talking with throws that idea. Yeah. But anyway, his was. He talked about downhill downhill racing, but uh, rode with you at 7-Eleven in 98. Uh, the question is, why were you so good at X Games and Vans Triple Crown downhill races? Did you train hard at Oak Park, the trails on Long Island, for those that don't know? And what's the scariest moment at those races? I can't wait to listen. 
Uh, a lot of questions in there, but uh, what made you good at those? I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. You just dropped the fear. You just shut it out. Dropped the fear and, and, and just yeah. growing up here. And I think that had a big, big play in it. I'd say for me, the question that I know we haven't talked about is uh, what's the scariest moment at those races you've had? I, I mean, the scariest, I think, point that I, I've ever got to was that one crash at at the uh, at the downhill in, in um, California. Yeah. I think that was at the definitely... the final, was it? That was the final, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I rode a lot, and I, I know it sounds corny, but I rode a lot with no fear. Mm-hmm. You know, when it came to trails, whatever. And I, I was never afraid to break a bone. I was never afraid to get stitches. Like, I had so many stitches when I was young. Just, all right, whatever. Just, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I just think the sc- scariest thing was that crash. I mean, that was yeah. the hardest I've ever crashed in my life. Ugh. I mean, you were going so fast and to be up so high. And knowing you're know, way over the landing. Way over the landing. It's like a nightmare. Way over the landing. And, you ever, have you ever yeah. nightmares like that? It was like you a, jump it was into a the air and yeah. you just, you're not coming down. I mean, just to take off the lip like this, uh-huh. like your arm fully behind you. Oh, my God. And just, I mean, doing 40 miles an hour, uh, you know, and yeah. just the fear of just knowing it's coming. And I landed so hard. For me to land and not get up, is it has to be pretty hard. There was only one other time I got carried off the track. You're no Kenny Mang. <laughs> no stretcher uh, for you was he, he pro- was he a stretcher man yeah he'd hold up the whole race because he was because <laughs> he was you know just laid there because for all so and then he, mad he, he crashed he'd get, he'd get up and still race the next moto or yeah, main yeah, or whatever yeah. uh-huh. the only other time that I fell that hard was at Eddie Carver uh, one year yeah well, concussion it was, was a fast track to first jump up. yeah picked up at the first jump and went over the bars oh yeah full speed yeah, yeah, yeah. yep no good, but uh, of course I was nervous. But yeah. at the end of the day, it was Joel put in one and just mm. just go. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what separated me, Robbie, from you know, and obviously Brandon from mm-hmm. the rest of the group was sure. that we just didn't like Robbie was. I mean, Robbie's jumping trailers. Yeah, he's jumping yeah, fifty yeah, yeah. foot DK trailers. Come yeah. on, yeah, you know the kid had no fear. Him and Colin you know? Winkle, man. And yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, Those were insane yeah. to watch because they were getting towed at. Towed oh, engines, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. By a motor, God, I wish motor I was stuff. there. Yeah. yeah. Wild stuff. That BMX had the coolest stuff. Oh, without a doubt. Because of people that have no fear. Yeah. Like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. OGs like, you know, like Travis Pastrana. You want to talk about yeah. no fear? Oh, Come my on. gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not afraid. Still not afraid to break bones. No. Just some real quick ones. Matt Polkamp just gave a thumbs up. He listens yep. and uh, I was psyched that you What's up, Matt? Congratulations on your success, brother. Oh, man, yeah. What amazing. I'm watching a movie one day, and it's Matt on yeah. uh, Lifetime movie. Yeah. Another <laughs> one of your twins, yeah. in my mind. Really? No, nah, he's, he's uh, way prettier. No, you're both, you're both good-looking guys. And he. I listened to a podcast uh, with him, and I want to mention this quick because it's important. I, I've had anxiety and confidence issues throughout my, my life here and there, less now. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's because of doing things like this and kind of working out of the working out of your comfort zone. But he talked about when he was getting into acting. He was well before that. He was he was super uh, had super stage fright, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. He was always he, really quiet. He con- he conquered mm-hmm. it though, and uh, and is now doing really well yeah. for himself. But he just seems like such a great guy. I remember him from them, but it's not like we were friends, you yeah. know. He was at that backyard session we were talking mm-hmm. about with the swing guys. Uh, 
he's a good role model too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have to get and to see his success now. It's just again another yeah. another BMX that turned it into something. You know, yeah. whether it's through bikes or not, mm-hmm. still you know that yeah. catapulted him to where he is now. You know, so Absolutely. that's great. Yeah, definitely. watching a Lex commercial and his mat behind the wheel of Alexis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so well, great. It right? is. It is great. Uh, let's see, Marty Seligman. You know him, I'm sure. <laughs> we all know Marty. Seligman. Oh my God, the mailman. Marty, and for some reason, he his question was either Grands or Christmas Classic. Not sure which. How you? How did you end up at the airport with only your helmet? See, I'm not sure about this question. Uh, uh, you know, I wish I would have reached out to him and, mm-hmm. and got an answer for it because I don't really remember yeah. that. Huh. Yeah. I don't know if it was going to or from or, or what. I can do it. I wonder if it was the Grands of the year I hurt my leg and yeah. I just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. And I think I maybe asked someone to take my bikes back or something like that. I still feel bad. I, I forgot this guy's first name, but he goes by Rod3 on Instagram. We all know the sound of Linda Dorsey, as I believe you and I talked before we started recording. I yeah. Think. Uh, and Roger Plaskett, rest in peace to both of them. It's uh, it's been rough. Anyway, Roger's obviously our local guy, mm-hmm. and he opened the track with us in Torrington. Amazing and really, guy. for all Amazing. intents and purposes, he was the mature one of the bunch. He was older than us, obviously, but he he's the one that made that track what it is uh, long term, and it's still there, super successful. Yeah, this guy Rod, uh, he, he he almost did it phonetically. It just says Justin. Lofredo. Uh, so that's Linda Dorsey. And um, oh, I think she also did Just in Time, right? Just in Time Lofredo. Just in Time. Lofredo, yep. right. Just in time. That's you, how she did it. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Man. Uh, so he said he was, he was, I'm sorry, he was on that dance comp team in the 90s. That was a huge threat. Yeah. Lofredo, Wolfert, Tad Gregory. Man, I know there's a Franco Gregory. I didn't know there was a Tad Gregory. I just spaced it out on that one. So it's more of a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've been on some good teams. and uh, Yeah, it's fortunate. Yeah. Very fortunate. Ronnie Gasket got me on. I just got a funny story about Terry and my dad. Go ahead. So. Sonner? Terry Sonner. Yeah. They hated each other. They hated each other. Before I got on the team. Yeah, okay. So something happened at Woodward one year when we were on CNH. <laughs> CNH and my dad. Was really close with this, uh, the Cormiers who, who oh, yeah. owned CNH. Okay. Right. So we set up our tents. Uh-huh. Come back the next day. Our tents have moved. Uh, Fucking Terry's tents you had a good are there. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's tents are there. Mm-hmm. Terry and my dad are screaming at each other. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was bad. They hated each other, right? Well, you're, you're my dad hated voice. Terry because of this, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Florida one year. I think we were at like a campground, and me and Ronnie were hanging out. Yeah. Maybe Ronnie was with us. I'm not sure. Like, like yeah. staying with us for the week or something. Terry's camp was there. We were camping at a campground. Terry was there also. Yeah. Because the week in between, you got to go yeah, different yeah. places. Sure. So Ronnie was with Terry. So yeah. me and Ronnie are riding around, and I guess he'd gone back and told Terry that we were we were there or whatever. She's like, bring, bring Justin over. I want to talk to him. I want to buy him to ride for us. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go back to my dad and be like, Dad, so Terry Sonner wants me to ride for Dan's. You're not riding for her! Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they squashed it and they, they took care of me pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. she's turned out to be great. My dad got along with her. Yeah. You know, right. But everything's, she, she always pushed the envelope. 
she she was the NBL. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, she had right. some crew in uh, you know from Whitman's to you know yeah you know Nardi yeah and, and her and kids dance. were no joke. Todd Timmy, right? Yeah, oh, they were no yeah. joke. They Timmy, were pretty good. Timmy's badass. Yeah, he's such a badass even to the day. Even yeah, as a little kid. Him. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They were little bastards too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't say it in True Long Island. Bastards. 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 Yep. They were bastards. Tommy says it best. Bastards. <laughs> bastards. But uh, yeah, we got yeah. along. We got along good, and that was that was a good team to ride for, and yeah, you know, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Awesome. All right. And and Whitey was right. Sure. She never told you when you were on the team sheet. She never told you. That's smart. Ne- you never knew if you were on. Just the like uh, you should know if someone's betting on you. <laughs> <laughs> Same idea. That was classic. Same I mean, idea. I, I I I wish I definitely want to hear from Mick. Yeah. Michelini, if yeah. that if that was true. If that uh, was true. You will know, and yeah. I'm going with true. And e- Enos, I Absolutely. think it was Enos was involved in it, but it was cool. Like that I mean, listen, sense. guys, thanks a lot, man. I mean, that's pretty. You know, we, we definitely, I, I think, growing up, we had a really hard class. Yeah. You know, in general. Not just me, Ronnie, and Timmy. I mean, talk about all the nationals. Yeah, and you know about the overlap. So for, yeah. if you're a little older than Ronnie, then you were probably with Timmy for more of the year than Ronnie I was. turned in September. Oh, so my so birthday was September. So, you're the so I literally started the year off as the next age. So I went into Columbus. Yeah. For, Hard, yeah. hard. Justin Green, right? Yeah. yeah, it was hard. Yeah, so I started off the year, and I earned every number I got. I never got number one, but number two, never number one. No number one titles for this guy. Number two, it's consistently top five, but. But you know what's funny is a lot of the things that you accomplished mm-hmm. are as good as number ones. Yes, yeah. but even uh, like uh, that's on number that's two. On number two, still number two is my number. I get it. I get it, but no. <laughs> number yeah. two, Woodward Vance Triple Crown. Number two, yeah, and not number one. <laughs> number two, first place, first place loser. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? But, but s- again, it it goes to the conversation that you guys had mm-hmm. about the podium. Yeah. The yeah. saddest guy on the podium is number two. Not it's number so, three. Number three, is psyched. He's on the podium. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. number two is miserable because he should have won, but yet. So you know, so how could I be miserable with nine thousand dollars in a race? <laughs> so, but it's so it's so true that yeah. that that analogy is just right. Yeah. On, Who's right that? Uh, who came up with that? Um, Foster. Sure. Foster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Just definitely Foster. Um, all right. Hang on. Well, see. you see the other one too, right? By the way, we're looking oh, at the yeah, big yeah, check. Yeah, yeah. Like number two. I'll put pictures up of these. Yeah. Oh yeah. Number I two. See. <laughs> Not yeah. number one. Number two. No. <laughs> Quick answer. What was your favorite bike you ever rode in BMX? Hmm. Power light. All right. And to be part of that team, always been a dream of mine to be a part of the firm. Uh, X Game. The first, the first X Games, Biggie came up to me beforehand. Oh. You know, not not at the X Game. I think yeah. at a race, and I wasn't a full. I'm gonna say power light. Yeah. But I was kind of like the outcast of the power light, and he straight up with me. He said, "Listen, I can't pay your salary." Yeah. But I'd like to get you on board, and then if we restart the, you know, it was like mid-year, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we start restart the program, then mm-hmm. I'd like to keep you and, and, and do something with you. And then right. it was just an honor. What an honor to be part of the firm. Every kid's dream, sure. you know, growing up to be part of one of those companies. And thank you. Yeah. Shout out to Big E for thanks. Yeah. Yep. 
that's a guy I would love to interview. And he's he's getting more and more involved in BMX right now. Okay. Through cool. uh, Yoshimira. Mm-hmm. Um, they make pedals right now. Is really? They, with what oh, he, wow. He's pedaling pedals right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I'm sure he's a huge part of it. And they'll probably do more because I think the pedal deal is going, mm-hmm. going well. So Danny Johnson, I believe he's from Jersey. He's mm-hmm. always throwing questions yep. in. Good guy. Danny said that whole Long Island crew was beyond influential to everyone in the '90s. Anyone who tells you, anyone that tells you different, they're completely lying. Hashtag Strong Island. And these are guys that are not from Long Island. Rod says, "Truth, Strong Island, without a doubt. Look at the hammers New York produced in the mid-school BMX era. Uh, so th- those are really, I mean." <clears throat> Tim Strelicki just saying, oh man, this is going to be good. When he saw it, I announced it. Good dude with a ton of positive energy. And uh, he said something interesting, and I didn't know this. You had replied to him, and you said uh, that you did you did some of those Ironmans. Now, that's crazy stuff. That's some crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was yeah. able to do that stuff. But crazy. great for him to overcome those injuries and, and become successful in sports that he does now. Because yeah. that, is, that takes more guts and more strength than anything involved in BMX, without a doubt. And the sobriety and, that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yep. And again, we, we talked about how just just the guy is in incredible shape. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's outrageous. Um, you know, so obviously, you would comment about Danny Bailey calling in for his interview. And mm-hmm. hands now, if you guys have not listened to the Tim Strelicki part one or two, you're missing out because those, those were just amazing. You know, and, it's funny. I sent... I reached out to Dan the next day. Yeah. So the next day after I listened to that interview, one of the big contractors I do work for, mm-hmm. they have this big shop right down yeah. the road from here. So they extended their offices, whatever, I do yeah. floors. Um, if anybody doesn't know, I do commercial flooring. Now. I walk in, yeah. the side door, and yeah. there's like a lathe machine. They have okay. a full-on machine, you know, yeah. like fabricating and sure. you know, all this stuff. There's a giant sticker on it. It says Ellis. Really? It couldn't have been. That is Danny. More, and I, I, I had, I took a picture. I had to send it to Danny because it just, it made me smile after after hearing his whole. Look at that. That is wild. Is that crazy? You have to send that to me. Yeah. Well. Please do. Like, just I, I thought that was really cool that yep. after hearing that and hearing how he talked about you know and yeah. I always knew he loved Gary Ellis. I mean, he got that jersey. Oh, yeah. He was like, you know. So. I've got some pictures I'll send to you too then mm-hmm. of exactly that with okay. the jersey, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I oh, definitely a bucket list thing I'd love to do. Anyone listening, if you want to buy the tickets, I'll, I'll gladly accept. I want Danny Boy and I to go to Washington State <sighs> and interview Gary Ellis, Danny and I. You see the vehicles he has? Oh, yeah. Oh, Got to do it. Got to do it. I'm gonna have to work it out through his son, Gary Ellis Jr. He won his last race from Gate Eight at the NBL Grands. I'll never forget that. Yeah, freaking blew the doors out of the way, and he was old at that time. He was like what thirty. Yeah, that was old for back then. Oh my God, to still be relevant and and winning. I know when I hit thirty, I was getting destroyed by eighteen year olds like it was going out of business. Oh yeah, that's what made me hung up. Not him. He was was beating eighteen year olds. Uh, can we pause for one second? I got pee we, again. We can definitely. I drank too much coffee. You're weak. You're weak. <laughs> I'm never this weak. Bad either. What the heck? <laughs> Actually, I'll do a quick save. All right, so we are back, both with 
nice empty bladders <laughs> to finish this up. I want to go back to the camper thing one more time. I'm just going to read this one from Paul Isbester because it's, it's good. Looking forward to this one, this interview. Families camp together at a lot of races, and you were always a ball of energy. Always remember him being like 10 or 11 years old and being the littlest kid jumping the huge dirt pit doubles oh at Cool Tool, which would have been Hilton, New York, for those of you that don't know, and breaking his frame before qualifiers or mains. Always wondered how he got out of that. So I don't um, just that last part would be cool if you could answer because we've already talked a lot about the family camping. Yeah, so cool tool. There was this around the back mm-hmm. of the track, I guess where they stored the dirt. Where they were going with the payloader, they would pick the dirt up, I guess, and there was dirt left on the sides. So it was probably twenty foot and it yeah. made a set of doubles. So there's Chase Digit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Chicken Chase Digit. Yeah. He's jumping them and I'm I'm still a nine to eleven cruiser probably. 11 years old, maybe. And I said, oh, you think I could do it? And Chase was like, yeah, just pedal. So I come in. about your age, right? Uh, He's a little older than me. He's probably two years older than me, if anything. Yeah. And way faster. (laughs) Oh, he was big. Way faster. CW. And I had an elf Uh at the time. I wonder, it might even still be at my parents' house. Yeah. And I come flying out, and I don't know what I did, but I launch it, and I was nowhere even close. And it came down, and I hit the second oh. one over the bars. Head tube literally went from head tube angle to, like, inverted. It opened up probably a half inch on the top tube. Like, it totally opened up. So here I am at a cool tool doing great. And I got to walk up to my dad with a broken bike. Oh, my God. I'm crying. And I, I don't know who it was. It might have been Paulie, or maybe I asked Chase to come back to me because I thought uh-huh. I was going to get my ass kicked. You know, my dad didn't beat me, but right, right, I right. thought I was going to get my ass kicked. Yeah, you know? Sure. And I was crying, and I wind up having a race, uh, Court Cormier's Cyclecraft. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't do as good as I should have. No. I think I ruined it perfect. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. So, man. yeah, Paulie. Yeah. Our families were really tight. Yeah. And I thank Paulie for uh, putting up my, my. You know, I'm tailing around with this guy. You know yeah, what I mean? He's yeah. older than me. I'm tailing yeah. around, and him, Kerry Zinzar, oh, and that whole man. crew. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of fun, and uh, you know, again, yeah. I was just a little shit for them. You know. Yeah. But it was cool. Then I went to Psychocraft after that. Uh-huh. The CNH was sponsored by Psychocraft and yeah. had Psychocraft from there on out. Right. So, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that, Paulie. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, this is a little heavy, but, you know, we were talking about mid-state New York guys. And uh, as you talked about with the family camping deal, uh, we were talking about the Ivanellas. And did they camp too? They, had a, they camp, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait a minute. Did the, they camp? They were always at my camper, but they might not have camped. But Bobby and my sister were really good friends. Okay. So Bobby was always hanging around. Mr. Ivanella was amazing. Yeah. Such a great guy. Yeah. Um, and we all got along great. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Bobby and my sister. I mean, I think they even might have been dating at one time. But um, they were really, they were really tight. Yeah. That was. Uh... <sighs> Bobby was wild. Yeah. He was wild. Yeah. My dad screamed at him one day. My sister was out sunbathing on the roof of the motorhome. Uh-huh. Bobby comes back from his race, 
goes to the door of the motorhome, jumps up, and climbs up the side of the motorhome. My dad was screaming at him, Bobby, Bobby! And I think that was a race. He had a broken wrist, no less. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but what right, awesome, dude. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And his family, great. Mm-hmm. And there he is, right here. Got a picture of Bobby. There we go. Love yeah. that guy. Yep. What a do you beast. remember way back when, when he had purple 09 leathers? I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when we, we used to race each other back then, even. Yeah. And that would have been married in, like, uh, nine, or I'm sorry, 85, 86, mm-hmm. something like that. What I wanted to say is one of the, one of the things I remember the most uh, <clears throat> from you from after I got out was Columbus, Ohio. Had to have been mid to late 90s. You were racing Super Cruiser or whatever they were calling it then, Pro Cruiser. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year Bobby passed away, but I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, on the gate, it must have been video because this was someone's video production, I believe. ESPN. It wasn't ESPN? Okay. So ESPN, and you pointed to either the back or the front of your plate. Just if you could tell me that story because you had, I think you dedicated that race to Bobby. In memory of Bob Ivanella, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. In memory of Psycho Bob, Bobby Ivanella, on his plate, on my plate. Yeah, that was that year. What year was that? Uh, I don't remember what year it was. Maybe unfortunately, two thousand, maybe maybe late nineties. Yeah, yeah, mm, late nineties. And he just came back. He just oh. came back to BMX, and he started racing again. And yeah, I remember he like caught people off guard. Like, whoa, he's super fast. I mean, he came back, and it was like, dude, he never left. Right. You know, like I don't know, yeah. like even when Adam Bomb Richards came back to racing after mm-hmm. he, he didn't race for a while, right, he blew everybody away. He was winning double A. And same with Bobby. He's winning Superclass like it was nothing, you know? Different set of circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, but, you know. Right, But, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. so unfortunate. And, you oh, know, my gosh, it's, yeah. it's so funny because it really was, like, where he always, Mr. Ivanella always seeked out the Italian mm-hmm. restaurant. I heard Dave Williams told that story, yeah. right? And, and he, he had, had a restaurant. There was a restaurant down the road from the track. I don't know, remember the name of it. Of it, of it, but every year we went up to race that track. Bobby Ivanella and his family would take yeah. us to this restaurant, and we would eat at this restaurant. Nice. And it was like in town, one of his friends, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Uh, started with a C. Cam, uh, but it was pretty cool. Just put an A at the end of it, or an I, <laughs> or, or an, or an IO. Campanelli's or something yeah. like that. It was like Campanelli's or Antonio. Something. Something. Yeah. It was uh, Giovanni. You no, know, his father's big time up there. Yeah. Shopping malls, developer. Really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. The big huh. shopping mall, I think he developed that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's big, big dude. And uh, yeah. Bobby was wild and crazy. and yeah. 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 Pretty amazing. Well, I'm sorry for your loss of a good mm-hmm. friend because yeah. I was, uh, I, obviously I knew him a long time, but I only knew him on the track, you mm-hmm. know, basically. Yeah, because and, we, we wrote C&H together. Yeah, you know when CNH was there, mm-hmm. so we were pretty pretty tight. Yeah. Was... All right, let me shout out a couple people real quick. All right, I'm gonna shout out Justin's Chop Shop. He says, "Legend in my book." What up, uh, Justin? I got washed up media. He said that stuff is pitted. <laughs> I don't feel like Shaka! right now. Shaka. I got my daughter going. Shaka. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. At one year old, I had to do uh, it. <laughs> The younger one's doing. Oh. No, the older one. When yeah, she was yeah, yeah. one, 
I had a teaching of the shaka. Really? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's great. Uh, my camarada, he is... <clears throat> He's a he's such a cool guy. Yeah, he is really. Um, I didn't realize he had trails at his house, but he he, uh, he wants you to come ride. He wanted to know if um, if you could drop a gate today, who would be on the gate and what track? So favorite track and favorite group of people to race. Let's do it that way. I mean, as much as I hated racing them, Timmy, Ronnie. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. And then I would have to say Rob Miranda on the downhills. Yeah. I'd love to get back on the track with him one time. Yeah. And uh, Timmy, Ronnie at South Park. Favorite yeah. track. Yeah. Oh, they, so many people love that track. That favorite yeah. track. Yeah. Favorite track. It was such Besides a the downhills, that was my favorite track. But st- yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified because when I was, before I really started traveling, Jimmy Leach got really hurt there one year. And I was. It's been a while. I, I think Jimmy Leach got hurt there. I think it was like four guys from Shoreham. Yeah. Back then, right. that got hurt there. And this is going back in 86, mm-hmm. you know. And I was so scared. I remember the first year going there in, like, 87. And I was so scared that we were even going to the track. Because all I heard was how crazy South Park was. Right. And then it's been my favorite track. Yeah. I mean, it's my style. It's downhill, you know. It's but steep what was starting great gate is it had a flat, if not uphill, first street. Mm-hmm. So you really had to have... The perfect yeah, combination well, mm-hmm. of strength, so you could pull down the first straight, yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then some good spinning legs for uh, to keep up, you know, with mm-hmm. the pace on the second, third straight, and then technical last straight. Yeah, I don't know. It was it, it, so great. Plus, it's just the area up. around it. You could watch from anywhere. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, it was just so fun. great. But of course, lining up uh, behind the second term was the place to be. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. A lot, yeah. a lot of stuff went down. Actually, the last corner is where a lot of stuff went down. Yeah. Jumping into that oh corner. God. Talk about jumping over a chalk line like we were talking about before. <laughs> that was a place yeah. to, to I do put it. Phil Donnell pretty hard in there. <laughs> you know what? Let's hit that because what got you into double-A pro? Uh, all right. So what got me into double-A pro? Yeah. So the first year of single-A, I think mm-hmm. I went through the whole year. Without making enough money. Then going, because I didn't turn single A until probably halfway through the year or uh-huh. whatever. I, right. I'm not exactly sure when I turned. But going was into like the... two or three grand, sorry for interrupting. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the money count. Like, it wasn't a ton of money though. No, right? but it wasn't easy to get. Like definitely not. But you had to do it within the year, I think. Ah, uh, gotcha. So you had to do it from yeah. NBL grands yeah. to NBL grands. Like you only had that, you know, well, Thanksgiving national sure. was the first national. Yeah, yeah. So I made it through the first year, not getting it. Right. Second year, after the NBL Grands, I said, all right, I want to race South Park as a double-A. That that's where I wanted to do it. Make my money. And I only had a couple of nationals to do it. Mm-hmm. Columbus, yeah. Thanksgiving National. Um, I don't even know if that year I went to the ABA Grands or if I went there. I don't remember. Right. So anyway, so going into South Park, I needed to win the first day yeah. in order to make my money. And who do I got? Phil Donnell. Anybody knows Phil Donnell, one of the fastest, most powerful guys on the track in Superclass. But a time bomb. But a time bomb. <laughs> if you were within 10 feet of him uh-huh. and he blew up, yeah. he was coming to fight you because you took him out. <laughs> it didn't matter how far you were. If you were the uh-huh. next closest person, he's trying to fight. He tried to fight me probably 30 times within a year. <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, Phil. Like, I don't take people out. I might bump you, 
You know, sure. but I'm not being yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. He would hit my back tire and come fight me that I cut him off. Like, you know, but it was great. You know, we got along great. I got yeah, along yeah. with his boys, like everything. Yeah, yeah. So I go into this race and now we come up to the, the main event. Then yeah. it's the first day I needed to win. I, I wanted to turn double A at South Park yeah. because that's my track. Yeah. And I knew I could turn double A and kind of make a statement yeah. first race in. If I turned double A at a, you know, whatever, and went to an ABA national, uh-huh. it would have been my yeah. hopes and dreams and whatever would have been shot mm-hmm. because I would have got my butt kicked like I did at every ABA race. Yeah. So anyway, so then get on the gate for the main event and I had a stellar motos, everything. Yeah. Right? Winning everything. I'm pretty sure I, I perfected that weekend. Uh-huh. So going in. And all I wanted to do was turn double A. Come out of the gate, hole shotted. Phil's behind me, right? And I'm booking. I feel him. I feel him coming down a second straight. And we come around the second turn, and he starts pulling me uh-huh. down that step table thing, coming yeah. up to the pro jump. Now, he comes up on the inside of me on the pro jump, and I literally made a right turn going up that lip. Yeah. He had nowhere to go. I blasted him. So hard, and we're in the air. Yeah, he went off into the infield. He came. I cut over, going up the lip. Right. I really felt bad afterwards because he could have really got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know. So he doesn't get hurt though. No, no, it's amazing. No, like, right, I don't know what his body's made of. Fine. Yeah. So <laughs> he goes launching. I mean, and if anybody knows that jump. When as you go to the inside, yeah, it gets higher and higher and higher off the ground because the hill slopes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to be thirty feet. I I, I would think maybe twenty feet. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Sure. Twenty feet. Yeah, yeah. I win. I cross the finish line. I'm psyched. I'm double A. Now Phil, I know I got to deal with Phil. I cross the finish line. I take off. Right. <laughs> I jump inside somebody's motorhome along vendor's row. Oh, God. Right? I don't even know whose motorhome I'm in. No I forget. Way. You know, it's looking back, I don't know whose yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. But I'm hiding, watching Phil run up and down Vendor's Row, not Vendor's Row, uh, Factory Row, whatever you want to call it, first straightaway. Where's the Fredo? Oh, I gotta find the Fredo. Where's the Fredo? And he's screaming. If a black guy can get red, he was red, bro. And I'm not kidding. I was shaking. So bad, peeping out of the blinds, watching him look for me. Day ends. I don't know how long I was in the motorhome for. I think I sent somebody out to look for him, and he'd left. So I'm like, okay, it's safe to come out of the motorhome. I've been in there for an hour. I don't even know. So I come out of the motorhome. I go down to the NBL trailer, and I say, Irma, I want to turn double A. She goes, oh, well, you don't have to turn today. I said, what do you mean? Like She's like, no, we don't, we don't count the money until after, you know, whatever. She's like... I'm like, can I turn? She's like, oh, you're gonna, I think it was like, oh, you're gonna make us do all the paperwork. I said, no, I wanna turn. Like, I, I can't even get on the gate with Phil now. Right. Like, at right. this point, right? So now I have no chance. <laughs> so next morning comes, Sunday morning, uh-huh. who do I see, Phil? And he puts out his hand and he said, thank you. I never have to race you again. And I was just like, dude, like, That's and I think we like hugged and I was like, Phil, I'm so sorry. Right. But I was not going to lose that race. And I said, I was hiding in the moment. He said, no, I wasn't there to fight you. I was there to congratulate you and say thank you for my bull crap. There's no way because you were looking for me trying to kick my ass. And I was terrified. 
Yeah. I was terrified of him and his boys coming after oh. me. I'm not kidding. And his boys were not nothing to mess with. I always wanted you know? with Brian Green. Brian Green, yeah. Oh, he's a big dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big guy. So yeah. then I turned double A, first moto. Right. Came out of the gate. Second to first turn. Got second. Behind Jay Rich. No way. Jay Rich comes across the finish line, looks over his shoulder, looks back. Second look like, holy <laughs> God, it's Lafredo. And had one of the best races ever as a double A that day. Yeah. Your Ended up fifth day. overall. I think I got fifth overall in the main. But right. I just, yeah, it was just on fire. Five. Made the main top five. Yeah. And what a, what a great and weekend that was. Day. And Phil. I got to find him and interview him. Because I told you I saw him two years ago at Caddy. Uh, Caddy Woods up in Pennsylvania. And, and he was there. But anyway, it was great to see him. He was he looked yeah. great. That's awesome. Racing, mm-hmm. racing a lot of mountain bike stuff from what I understand downhill mountain bike. And he's he's still active and looking same looking the, the exact same ages. Phil's awesome and I see every once in a while and post on Facebook or whatever it is, somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he's mountain bike riding and that's great. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. I got a BMX and I hung out all bikes and I, I kinda regret doing it, but You're on to surfing. Oh on to surfing. Yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. is great. I'm gonna give uh, Ari Sonnenberg a shout out. Good friend. Out, he's from Long Island. Uh, lives in Europe. Mm-hmm. Super cool guy. What up? He, uh, him, and Wild Bill were just talking about uh, how fast you were gate dropped, and you were past the first step before you even got out of the gate. <laughs> uh, so uh, probably exaggeration, but <laughs> uh, probably, I don't know. I don't know. Could be Trey Lamp. Uh, Trey. I'm gonna DM you my my phone number and, and uh, please call me and pronounce your name for me so I don't mess it up anymore. But I appreciate you always commenting with questions. But he uh, he mentioned real quick a uh, always good section session at Drexelbrook when Justin Lafredo came down. Thanks for we, having me. Yeah. Yep. Drew, uh, Drew. Drew Jenkins. Yeah. Was, so good. Been a lot. I had fun there. Ooh, yeah. Just, I made a couple of trips there. He, yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. such a great. Set of that trails. walk through the woods, right? What's that? How long was that walk through the woods? Long enough to get that seven minute itch uh, <laughs> on your way in and have to let that cool down. Settle. But yeah, it was a great place. He God, <clears throat> just built that up so it was so awesome. Did the ski jump, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Another um, version of downhill for you. Sh- yep. Two well, sets, we jumped right? out a few times. Oh Matt <laughs> Sylvia didn't broke the head tube right off his MCS. Oh wow. He was okay. Wait, was I there? Wait, when was that? It was videoed, so you might remember long, it from long, video. long time ago. Um, it would have been mid '90s. There was a lot of people there that day, and I've got a video of it. Yeah, just over clear. So I did hear a story about Robbie Miranda there. They were telling him not to pedal between the sets. I think I heard that story too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he pedaled between and, and also over cleared. Thank God he was he was okay from what I understand. Oh, what's the story with, with his front teeth being knocked out during the if it was the Triple Crown or, or X Games? Uh, he was on DK. He's being interviewed. Oh, it's in the video you sent me. Both oh, when his he front came two off... teeth were knocked out. Did they get knocked out that weekend? Or did he know. just decide to go like toothless that weekend? I don't know if they got knocked out that weekend. I mean, that's when he came across the finish line, pulled up as hard as he could, and he was like, I don't know how high off the ground, landed that flat ground. It probably just made him look crazier. Like, like to fit to fit what you guys were doing, mm-hmm. it just made yeah, him look yeah. that much uh-huh. crazier. Because uh-huh. they're interviewing him and... His two front teeth are knocked out. This guy looks hardcore. Yeah, that's a question for him. I don't remember yeah. if that was yeah. when he did it or not. But that was a pretty hard crash. 
Darren Meenan, it seems like you trained hard and had a pretty strict diet. You're definitely the only guy that ever wrote, I ever rode with that brought cans of tuna fish to the trails, <laughs> eating it straight out of the can. Before you answer that one, I get those bag of tuna. Mm-hmm. I bring the bag thing of tuna. I just tear the bag open and bring a fork with me mm-hmm. and eat the tuna out of the bag. So it's not the craziest thing, Darren. You probably just have more time to prep your meals than Justin <laughs> and I, it sounds like. Or, or I'm lazy. <laughs> but yeah, I used to pop Or we're lazy, yeah. You know what? That was the thing in AA, though. You ate tuna fish. A lot of protein, right? You know, you just... but I didn't train hard. I wish I trained harder. Mm-hmm. I lifted weights. Yeah. And that's kind of... Part for the course, right? Yeah, but I didn't train. I wish I trained for BMX mm-hmm. or, like Timmy was saying, like a structured training. Right. You know, I really didn't. I just went to the gym. I worked out because I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then I rode my bike as much as possible. So, right. Yeah, I think yeah. I could have did a little better if I trained a little harder. Imagine that. So, yeah, training. Unfortunately. Yeah. All of us before we were 20 were doing the run. I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if everybody, you know, all the top double A's, if they had training regiments. Like, I don't know. Did they? I don't. I don't even know. I know Todd Lyons didn't. No. I know no. Jay Rich did. Yeah. Because I, I stayed with Jay Rich a lot, and yeah. I, I know he was very. Well, I think the California guys knew the deal. Mm-hmm. I just had this conversation with Dave Williams, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the California, just the the, the way things went. If you were going, if you're going to come to a race in the middle of the country or all the way out to the East Coast. You weren't going to lose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not to mention they're, they're all, you know, fighting for these sponsorships, excuse me, and contracts. To get there, you have to you have to be head and shoulders above the rest and do it all year long. And you can't, it's, it's harder to do from here. So I think some guys figured it out and did it, trained. Bobby had to have trained because he had some power and he was, he had a lot of muscle mm-hmm. to him. Bobby did. Yeah, but I, I don't think. Know. But again, like another guy that I think just worked out because he liked working out. And I told you about John Bedessa. Oh, no, yeah. Well, he's. He worked out a lot. Shit, as an amateur, I didn't train like that. No. <laughs> no way. I mean, I loved going to the gym. Like, I look forward to it. Do you? Like, yeah. I, I, not anymore, but yeah. I got all the gym equipment at the gym in my basement, and yeah. I don't even use it. My wife uses it. Yeah, yeah. You know, she works out every day. But at least just, someone's using it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of people, nobody uses it. Uh, all right, another Darren Meenan. Tell us about riding in uh, Saucony. 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 Saucony sneakers. They're running, running sneakers. Running shoes, yeah. Yeah, running shoes. But they weren't like running shoes like where the professional runners use. Sure. But they had such a soft bottom. Yeah. That they just gripped the pedal. You didn't uh, race them. You rode I raced them. You did? I raced in Saucony's, yeah. I'm pretty I didn't sure. Know that. Yeah. For a little bit. Huh. But then I was sponsored by Vans. So then I wrote sure. Vans, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um,. I just liked riding them. They were so soft. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes with the vans, they had such a thin sole that you felt the pedal Wraps too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This just locked into the pedal and your foot didn't move. It was firm. The shoe was firm enough, though? It was soft. Yeah, see, I couldn't do it because I'd feel like I was like losing power or something with such a squishy shoe. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why Did... I never got a number one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why we're staring at two checks for second place. Second place. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, next time, go for some solid shoes, yeah. man. And, you know, I uh, I know a trail rider, Chris Holman. He rides in, sne- in, I call them sneakers, but running shoes all the time, riding mm-hmm. trails. Mm-hmm. So it's it's there. They didn't they don't grip enough for me because I've, I've accidentally forgotten shoes and, and ridden in running shoes, and it's not easy if the shoes are the wrong sole. Another good yeah. shoe that I raced in was, uh, that was clothing company that I rode for. Todd got me on well, I had nothing to do with Jenko. Jenko. 
It was Jenko? Yeah, they Jenko. had shoes, too. I don't know why I just blanked out. Yeah, Jenko had shoes. Yep. Damn, I just thought they had this kooky short. Wait, they got a lot of clothes to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would send boxes. Half the stuff was too clubby stuff, but a lot of stuff was really cool. No wonder Barry McManus called him kooky. Because he had the shoes and the shorts. It's <laughs> kooky. Uh, Todd wrote for Knucklebone. <laughs> he did? Yeah. Oh, he, he, he was on Knucklebone for a while. Barry, take all this in. <laughs> Knucklebone. <laughs> Knucklebone. <laughs> Oh, so man. when they say they were heckling, I was part of that heckle. Oh, God, that's great. Great, It never bothered me. It psyched me up. Oh. I loved hearing DB yelling knucklebone or Terra yelling knucklebone down oh. first street. It's classic. And Robbie had a great story at, I think it was Evansville, <clears throat> when he made the double-A main. And he was, I think it was maybe the first one he made in the, mm-hmm. in the 90s, the mid-90s. And uh, he's on the gate next to Gary Ellison. The whole Long Island crew's just like, just trying to... Oh yeah, Gary's head uh-huh. and yep. just like you know yelling for Robbie and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and that I, was funny. I and he's having beer. He's having beer with my dad afterwards. Yeah, he comes <laughs> like, he, he can't find can't find his dad, and he finally finds him, and uh, he's having a beer with Gary Ellis. <laughs> so great. But I had the nerve to show up to the trails wearing those knucklebone shorts one day, the half leathers. <laughs> so bad. I didn't know what I was thinking. It was so. You weren't so thinking horrible. about your handlebars getting caught in them. <laughs> yeah. I think I did that. That too. shit scares me. Uh-huh. You know, sweatshirts. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't want to ride with a sweatshirt, you know. Man. Anyway, uh, my buddy, Tommy Johnson, Tommy Gun Cycles, he still races. All right, I've said this a few times on the podcast. I'm going to say it again because he deserves it. Dude's stuck with riding, and uh, he is a little older than me. I'm. 50, I think he's 52, maybe. So he's in that 51 to 55, and I think for for Cruiser, and then I think for uh, Expert, it's 51 and over. But uh, just killing him. Could just do wow. such a good job. Moved down to Florida mm-hmm. also. So he, he's just... Uh, it's cool to see one of your friends from way back. Oh, yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. Because you know how fast those... I don't know if you've noticed, because you you're not at the, the races or maybe following that like I am. But uh, those you're racing Billy Griggs, Eric Roop. I mean, these guys are no joke. All these mm-hmm. guys over fifty one. Wow, that's they're probably as fast as AT and over was back in the day. Wow, it, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. But anyway, don't know if you'll know about this, but he wanted to know uh, who won the wrestling match at London Wilmot's house to sleep on the Lazy Boy. I believe Rich uh, Pilock even remembers this one and was there to witness it. So uh, yeah, we were talking about this. Maybe it was Tom. <laughs> Maybe know? it was Tom. I don't remember. I remember being at London's house. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I slept on the floor or a lazy boy. So that would tell me if I won or not. So I'm not sure. True. And I'm not even sure who I wrestled. Yeah. So I'd like to I'd like to get that clarified. All right. And I'm very curious about it. Well, so if anybody has that info, let me know. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm good. Let it go. Yeah, I'm going to find out. Uh, a couple more quick ones, and then we're going to wrap it up with a little surf talk. Uh, this one's from Lou Delfino. Todd Wells stayed at his parents' house one weekend. We rode the track, 7-Eleven in Stony Brook at night. Dude was a ball of energy. Uh, at the Grands in Louisville, he would put on a clinic on the diving board <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all kinds of tricks. Oh, and then he went on to talk about the lower truck. Good times, Louis D. Oh, Good yeah. times, man. De- definitely. And, and have the honor to be friends with Todd Wells. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a legend now, right? 
he really Amazing. is, and still super approachable. I mean, you, yeah. you can get a hold of him super easy. He's, he's that guy used to be at the races eating peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Yep. He was always making the mains. He raced Timmy always, and you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Was always Same right there. Class. B team, right? Right, Lou. B team. And his brother. Yeah. Brother Troy. Right? Oh my Troy? gosh, he was so Little small. Troy? He was so oh, tiny. He's awesome. Now he's like six, whatever. No way. Strong, like just, just lean, lean and tall. And Great. He still races competitively, I believe, but Todd retired mm-hmm. uh, from mountain bike racing. Um, but he's Incredible. still so strong. Mountain bike and, and cyclocross, I should say. Uh, all right, Rich Pilock, you wanted to know, ask how much money you won jumping your bike into a drainage pit at the NBL Grands. He smelled so bad after we had to hose him off at the hotel. We come out from a restaurant. Yeah. I think our bikes were there. And someone dared me to ride into it. So I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And it was this green muck. Uh-huh. Like it was literally, it was at night. Yeah. I come... I go, I think it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't know if it was Enos was involved in it. Enos seems why. to be involved in I don't know why I want to say <laughs> Enos, and he seems like he's involved in all the money transfers. He seems like the likely guy. That's so, cool. I, I, Rich might know exactly who was there. My memory yeah. shot. Yeah. But, so I go, okay, without warning, I go to the truck. Yeah. I go get the bike. Yeah. And I come flying out from the rest, the back of the, back of the restaurant, oh. full speed. Like, yeah. full on, just pedal, right into this thing. Ducks and everything go flying everywhere. It was absolutely hilarious. It was so thick. Yeah. It was literally slime. Because those were geese, not ducks. They uh, probably geese. shit all over okay. the place. So it was geese <laughs> shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm throwing up. <laughs> oh, it smelled so bad. Hose my bike off and went... <laughs> We're making a scene in the hotel because we're gagging. It's like absolutely disgusting. Like I can't even say how gross it was. I think it was a sewage plant at this point. Right? Hose the bike off. Cops come rolling up because there's all this commotion. It was absolutely hysterical. And I forgot about the cops until he posted about the cops. Uh The next day, you know the aluminum profile hubs? Yeah. They looked chrome. There was probably so much acid in this water that it chromed out. They've never been so shiny since the day I bought them. It was amazing. And I think after I did it, they were trying not to give me my money. And then I finally got the money out of it. It was either 50 or 100 Oh, whoever like, got to it. Whoever pitched right? in. Oh. We're like, no, we're not yeah, giving yeah, you yeah. money. We're going to do it. Do bet's a bet. Yeah, yeah. And I think I wound up getting the money at the end of the day. I hope so. That was worth, <laughs> that was worth every dollar. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. God. So bad. And just... Nowadays, I mean, you wouldn't do it for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I probably would. Probably would. Yeah, hundred bucks is hundred bucks. Right. <laughs> hey, when you're in business, just nah, sometimes you gotta break some. Yeah, exactly. Break some of your own rules. All right. So I wanted to finish on uh, on what you do nowadays. Aside from work, mm-hmm. we know you're into flooring, yep. and gotta be a tough job. But it's I would think. Uh, how is commercial flooring going right now? It's good. You know, I'm fortunate that I'm in commercial work. You know, so I do all commercial buildings, yeah. um, medical, a lot of medical stuff. So oh. during this whole pandemic thing, luckily, People a lot know. of my jobs at the time were medical-involved jobs. Oh, thank Building goodness. surgery centers, uh, Northwell Health. I don't know if you guys have that up there by you. It's a big, uh, they're taking, it? it's a big hospital company. All so right. I do all of, uh, you know, all commercial work. So we've been really steady, really busy. So mm-hmm. I'm just fortunate that yeah. I have the accounts I have. To keep me going. 
you know, they put limitations on the jobs, you sure. know, one trade at a time, these yeah. stupid masks that yeah, you're wearing, right, right. you know, it's like, but we do it. And yeah. I told my guys, you know, listen, if you want to keep working, this is what we got to do. And, right. you know, let's do it. Right. That's it. We've been probably one of my best years yet. Nice. So, yeah. Something I've been wanting to ask you is diving. Mm-hmm. Was it just diving that you were involved in in high school when we were racing? Diving, and they threw me on swimming also because I was an okay you know, I was pretty fast in, in the 50 meter or whatever it was you know, oh, okay. back then. So yeah. Individual and if they need, yeah. And then if they needed a, you know, uh, a swimmer on the back end of a, of a Four relay, they'll throw yeah. me on. But, uh, diving was the main thing. Yeah. Yep. Dove in yep. high school, then dove in college, a year in college in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Then I stopped, uh-huh. just raced. And then I did a diving meet around here called Empire State Games just for the hell of it. And, mm-hmm. The diving coach from St. John's was there, university, and he wanted me to dive for them. So I wound up going to St. John's for a year, and then I had the full scholarship again at full scholarship. And then going, they wanted me to come back, and I didn't finish my last year. You know, I, I was racing, yeah, you know, and right, that was my main thing right. at the point in time, and, and mm-hmm. that was it. I didn't enjoy school. You know, right. I did what I had to do, and, uh, you know, I got a good education, up until that point, you know, mm-hmm. associates in sure. in science. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to Indiana for diving and aviation mechanics. Oh, so if okay. anyone doesn't know, I have my, I mean, not that anybody cares. I have a airframe power plant mechanics license. Oh, wow. airplanes. Yeah, I could have went, you know, in that line of work after the fact. But Did the, uh, we'll say the comfort with the water segue into what, what your big hobby is now, which is surfing? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I was a lifeguard. The oh, yeah, of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> of course you were a lifeguard. What? Uh, I'm so sick of talking to a two, good-looking guy. Oh, stop. Man. No. All right, so, so you were, so two you were years. on Baywatch. That's why you were in California? No, I was a lifeguard here. Baywatch uh, was like two 30 summers. years ago. At Jones Beach, yeah, right? This is great. Right, right. I met that kid. Hasselhoff? No, the, the kid. Uh, oh, I forget. Whatever his name is. When I lived in California, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my friends was friends with him. Was it anyway. like the new Baywatch one? Cause didn't no, the like old few. one. No, it was the old one. Yeah. Yeah, it was the old one. The kid, the Hasselhoff's son in, in, oh. in the movie, in okay. the show. Okay. You know, his, his son grew up. Well, I, I forgot I'm his with name. you, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so I was always comfortable in the water. I was always a good swimmer, very strong swimmer. Mm-hmm. And when I lived in California, I started, just picked up surfing. You know, I mean, the surf boys were there. I didn't have a job because I was racing BMX. Right. And fortunately, I was on Canyon Bikes, and Rich Carolyn was a very, very gracious person. Uh-huh. Um, I was always there to help me out and whatnot. And um, so I started. Is he out there? He was. He used to live there. I know he did for a little while, but out there long enough that you were into this part of your career that we're looking at the checks for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Towards the end. So, yeah. I mean, mean, he was part of Canyon? He was Canyon. He was, he was. him and Robbie still... Roop. No way. Yeah, Robbie Roop was was did the bikes. He uh-huh. he built them, did design the frames, and, no and did it. And, and him and him and uh, what I understand that him and Rich were partners. No way. And it was Rich's money, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's the canyon that's now, because yeah. is that canyon is that European now? I don't know. I didn't I, think so. I think it's Ken Roxon. Ken oh. Roxon has canyon bikes. Really? But I don't know if it's the canyon that's oh, canyon. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think, I, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think there's a, a part of canyon. Jeez, I, I want to say, if you listen to the, the most recent episode of Dale Holmes with Eddie King, I 
want to say Eddie King is part of Canyon, not as an owner, I don't believe, but that's for e-bikes. It, so mm-hmm. maybe Canyon is in the e-bike business. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm probably I'm not, wrong on that. But for now, again, you asked me what my favorite bike was. That had to be up there. I mean, it was mm-hmm. the lightest. It was you know, it was ahead of its time. I think, mm-hmm. you know, towards the end of my career, which was I was in my you know probably 15 years ago. I'm 45, so around 30 years old, maybe a little younger. I was on. Rich Carolyn came up to me and yeah. I started riding yeah. for him. Just an amazing bike. Oh, and I should really say, I, I, I mean, actually, I forgot about that. And that was my last race bike. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to bring a frame with me today because I do love that bike. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so. No, it's okay because we were talking about, well, we were talking about California, but oh, yeah, how yeah, that yeah. worked um, into surfing and you were in California. Yeah, so the two. So you were surfing. They had two boards in the garage. Uh-huh. Like the kids I lived with, the guys I lived with. Non BMXs I lived with. Yeah. Just some guys that I met through Corey Nastasio back when I used to ride and I always kept in touch with them. So I moved out there. I was a, two blocks in from the beach. In other words, you in kept Huntington. in touch with yourself because you are Corey Nastasio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So um, I lived two blocks in from the beach, downtown PCH. Yeah. So yeah. I would walk in the morning, go surf. And so one day I'm out there surfing and. I'm like paddling like a kook. You know, my board's way out in front of me. Nose is way up in the air and I'm paddling. And, you know, I kind of knew to stay away from the main peak. You know, I would surf off of 15th Street, which is, you know, one of the little spots. But I wouldn't surf around anybody. So these two little young, younger than me, I mean, they're probably like 13-year-olds and Mm -hmm. I'm 30. Right. And they're like, yo, man, like move up on your board a little bit, you know? And I was like... And oh, by, the okay, way, the fin, by the way, the fin is in the front. You guys <laughs> turn the board around. I got my fin on backwards, you know. No, but, you know, they, they, they weren't punks. Right, you know, right, and they right. could have been. You yeah. know, and they were totally yeah. cool kids. And he was like, yo, turn, you know, move up on your board. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, just, yeah. you know, uh, but then I picked up surfing from there. Mm-hmm. And I moved back home and just started surfing right away. And. Anybody in surfing, mm-hmm. you just don't go to a spot and surf. Right. You know, you got to, like trails nowadays, yeah. you know, you don't show up to yeah. trails unless you're kind of invited, you know, yeah. for what I hear, you know, sure. I don't really ride anymore, but sure. same goes for that. It's their mm-hmm. backyard, you know. Right. So I started surfing here and surfing Smith Point was spot, you know, a beach over here uh-huh. and I don't know anybody. Yeah. I just moved back in California. I don't know anybody. I'm right. in the water. Right. And... I had my dog, Ty, uh, wow. at the time, a boxer. Yeah. And I, he's a puppy. He was like six months old. Right. I'm in the water, and I'm getting people just staring me down. And I'm, I'm even off to the side. Like, I'm not even... Uh, I'm really yeah, good friends yeah, with these guys yeah. now. Right. So I'm off to the side, and they're just mad-dogging me. Mad-dogging me. Wow, I feel uncomfortable. So then I see this guy that I know in the water. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just from life... Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, Lee, what's up, man? And he was like, you know, because he hears all the guys talking shit about me that I'm surfing at their spot, you know. All of a sudden, yeah. I see my girlfriend at the time kicking somebody's dog. <gasps> like, literally kicking him. And I'm like, oh, what's going no. on? So I start paddling in, and some old guy is like, oh, man. And his, he's like, where's Warren? Or something like that, right? Yeah. So I get out, I, my, my girl has, boxer had white neck, right? She has yeah. a towel around his neck. Uh-huh. She pulls the towel away, and it's red. Like, 
looked like gushing blood. And I'm like, holy shit. So I run up. The toughest guy at the beach comes running over. I'm like, is this your effing dog? And I'm pretty jacked at the time. And, you know, you hear his story. And it's real funny because he was like the fighter of the beach. Like, wanted to beat everybody up. And, you know. Yeah. So he comes running over. Turns out it was like a bite on the ear. And then ever since then, I kind of get introduced into the group. Oh, you know, okay. so it was like my way in, you know, it wound up not being a big deal. You right, know, the right. dog was fine. You know, he had yeah. got stitches on his neck, whatever. Sure. Fast forward, you know, this many years later, and now I surfed that beach. You know, we all became friends. It was all cool. Yeah. And um, now you stare other people down. Now I stare other people down when they right. come to my spot where <laughs> I, you have to take a jet ski to get to. You right, know, right. So, so back to your thing about being comfortable in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, another problem I don't have is I don't fear. Yeah. You know, yeah. my fear and my only fear in life, I think, was not being able to support a family mm-hmm. as a man. Right. And that was a fear I had as a teenager. Uh-huh. And now doing it and seeing how you do it. Right. You know, because I was so my dad. Yeah. Again, so my dad taking me to all the races, being yeah. at the smarter family. Mm-hmm. So I've had a couple, not close calls, but mm-hmm. a couple of good hold downs. You know, yeah. Long Island's got a heavy wave. And, uh-huh. you know, you can get held down pretty hard. You know, two, three wave hold down on a good spot. And it's, uh, you know... It's like an eternity. Oh, yeah. You know, and meanwhile, it's only probably 30 or 40 seconds mm-hmm. of being underwater. Yeah. But when you're underwater getting tossed and tumbled, that 30 seconds turns into five minutes. Because you, you know? got to be so patient with your breathing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You can't panic. You can't panic. And, no. you know, I was surfing a spot once and I literally had to float myself to the beach because I was so tired and anybody uh-huh. that surfs and has been held down your body goes numb mm-hmm. like your legs go numb you can't stand up nothing like you you basically have to just roll to the beach get on the beach and just lay there right you know and you know a couple couple of those but other than that it's it's not that I fear yeah and I always put it as you know guys they would call me hellboy uh-huh. For that whole crew called me Hellboy because I would take off on anything. There'd be sand showing underneath me. I was going. Uh, and they were yeah. just, just like, how can you go? I'm like, dude, I used to fall on asphalt, bro. Right. Like, this is right. nothing. It's sand underneath. As long yeah. as I don't go head first, right. I'll be okay. Right. You know? So, uh, yeah. It's, it's, re- it's true up. reef that you have to worry about, right? Yeah, like, true reef. Like, not, I, I, not sand reef is a some yeah, rock bottom it. or reef yeah you know yeah. like i surf when i go to nicaragua mm-hmm. which i go try to go every year mm-hmm. you know i missed two years of my life because my kids were born out sure. three years and this year because of covid yeah um yeah, yeah. i try to go to nicaragua and that's got a heavy reef spot that we surf yeah. and I hit my head one year when I was there oh, on the reef. Yeah. And it's a flat reef. It's not like where the reefs at Hawaii are red yeah. jagged and, you know, but still, it's, it's, it's like it's like riding down the street and hitting your head with no helmet. Wow. So, that's pretty cool that time. you're into surfing now. So that's your hobby now. Mm-hmm. Although you're talking about wanting to it's, get it's a couple a bikes and mess around with that again. Yeah, definitely. I, I said it last couple of years. Oh, I'm going to get a mountain bike. Oh, uh-huh. I'm going to get a road bike. I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, what do yeah. I do? I sit on the couch, I watch TV before I get my day going. Yeah. I'd like to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, jump on a road bike, and I live towards the eastern end of Long Island. 
where mm-hmm. there's not really that much traffic. Sure. There's nice ride, nice roads to ride. Right. Not like here where my office is, where I mean you got potholes, you got traffic, you got this out there. There's some good spots to ride where you yeah. just open ride. Right. And then mountain bike, I got that's all the mountain bike trails are out there. It's kind of by nice. shore. I live I live not too far from shore. Oh, okay. So I live on the way to Shoreham. If you were to leave here and go, mm-hmm. kind of past my house. Oh, know? okay. Like okay. out there. Like yeah. I live five minutes from Shoreham. I got you. Which I should okay. show my face there once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. The 30th. Yes. The 30th, yeah. And how did that work out for me? <laughs> I was there at that. I was at the 30th. Yeah. I believe. Uh-huh. That's when they had the, the jumps in the infield, right? Yeah. Yeah. Todd Lyons had his crew there and they would jump yeah. in the, the big bikes. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Todd was there? No, was Todd there or just his boys were there? Todd was there and his boys were there. Okay. So Todd Mm -hmm. flew out for it. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, it was he was there with the with the McDonald's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the McDonald's uniforms. uniforms. Now yeah. that's kooky, Todd. That's um, right, hey man, whatever. No, nah, I don't. Yeah, he's doing an awesome. I, I don't hound anybody for being a kook. No, I know? I would never either. I'm jealous of that guy's life right now. Yeah, right, right. No, you know, in the sense of doing what he loves. You know, listen, I love my job. Mm-hmm. I don't wake up in the morning and say this is my dream job. Of course right, not. Right. He can literally. And, and who knows, I'm speaking for him. He could sure. be like, oh, my God, it sucks because I'm yeah, always yeah, on the right, road. Right, right. But as from coming from the field that we all came through, sure. I mean, how is that not your dream job? Yeah, yeah. I know it. I wanted to talk surfing, and, and you you, uh, you threw me a picture of a, of, of a huge break you're on out this way, so I'll, I'll put that picture up online. I'm going to end it on, you know, thank you, Powers Bike Shop, for sponsoring the, the podcast still. And... Uh, well, shout out to Old Bones Therapy. They're getting out there heavy, which are a lot of knee support, elbow, wrist, everything. Mm-hmm. They've got a little bit of everything. But the rest of them, I'm turn over to you. You can thank whoever you'd like, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, definitely like to start off thanking my parents for being supportive, getting us into the sport, giving up your Sunday at the beach. And I don't think my dad ever seriously went back on a Sunday ever again after that first yeah. BMX race, which right. is dedication to, to his family. Mm-hmm. And... Thank you, all my sponsors growing up. Anybody that's ever been in my life involved in BMX because you gave us the chance to do it, whether it was, you know, Bavona and that crew, any crew from Long Island. And as much as, you know, I felt like I didn't fit in, I appreciate it. It made me feel special being, you know, having the friendships that we have through the BMX. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Thank you. Thank oh, you for welcome. Powers Bike Shop for letting you do this and helping you out doing this because this is yeah. great and uh i look forward to listening to more of the podcasts yeah you're an addict now i am i bet you totally you get, what do you have a hundred left to listen to I, something uh, like that i think it, now i got a hundred <laughs> you have 115 what am i 116 you're 116 yeah so yeah. I, i'll have uh 110 left <laughs> there you go um yeah next week i'm going to do uh kevin robinson jr okay and, and wow. that'll, that'll be a uh That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. He's 15, and he's, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Sr. Uh, wow, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, the kid is take, he's picking up right where his dad, oh, I won't say where he really? left off, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the kid's riding so good. I can't believe the progression. Wow. And you can't. Awesome. Oh, I get to incorporate, you, you can't, the, the title of the podcast, the name of the podcast again, um, you can't deny there's BMX in the kid's blood. I mean, the yeah, kid. yeah. He's doing flares already and all this crazy stuff. It's, his dad was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And uh, and his son, it's just so cool to see his son loving what he's doing 
and just uh, and just killing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, that's next week's uh, that I'm going to record. So that'll be that'll be a fun one to do, and uh, just like this was, this was a blast. No, thank you, and yeah. thank you for coming down and doing this for uh, me and asking me to do it. You yeah, know, I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. It was fun. Cool. All right, that's it. It's a wrap.